One, two, one, two. You now rocking with the No Vultures podcast. Got me, myself, Lord Rap. You got Corn in there finishing up ahead. You got Corn the Barber in the building. You got OG Clee. Couldn't be here due to unfortunate circumstances. But uh, today we got a very, 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 very special guest. You know, uh, my nigga D Nice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of you people might know him from. Some of his famous works, even if you don't know him, you know his work is famous, you know what I'm saying? But he FBCC Bay Area, you know what I'm saying? A fashion god, a guru, you know what I'm saying? An icon in my eyes. Anytime you invent something or put something together for the first time and it's your baby, man, I feel like you're a, 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 a god in the game, you know what I'm saying? So, man, welcome to No Vultures, bro. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and... uh. Uh, I know, you know, No Vultures is new, so I like to explain to people everything that we're about. You know, really, man, we just about uh, purifying the culture, keeping the culture clean. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Keeping true to the old school. You know what I'm saying? Keeping true to the old school aesthetic. <laughs> I got my homemade <laughs> sign up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it. I got love my it. homemade sign up there. Me and my daughter so made. I seen the name, I knew yeah. it was legit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Culture vultures. No you feel what I'm saying? I already got it. And that, I was like, that's dope. That's our whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't let no, I won't allow nobody to come in the game from no corporate shit and not speak up and say, man, hold on, my nigga D-Nice been doing this. So when they come down the line, Mitchell and Ness, when, you know, uh, uh, not to call anybody out, but any of these big companies, you know, we come from the culture. Exactly. We are the culture. We are the culture. You own a piece of this. You are the Fab Five. <laughs> you are Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? You are whatever rapper, Kanye. You know, you are a blend of that. So, yeah. um, so how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm blessed, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good, brother. I'm I'm, I'm definitely good now that I got you here because this is what I love to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This so is what I live for. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, nothing can come from it. As long as I put my footprint in the game, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, I really want to know, man, like, off the rip, yeah. the whole story, bro. I want to know All right. <laughs> the origins, where you from. Yeah. How did shit? How did how it started? Just tell me a little bit. All right, so uh, let's make a long story short. <laughs> All right, so first it started. Uh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um, so from so from Brooklyn, how did I make it from Brooklyn to the Bay? All right, so uh, I used to be a barber. I used to own two barber shops. So it's funny that we had the shop. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that when I when I moved out here, my ex-wife. My first wife. <laughs> I'm on my second wife now. <laughs> my, uh, she actually brought me here, and I think actually coin shaped me up too. That's funny. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that was my, this is the first barbershop I ever let cut my hair in the bay too. So oh, that's crazy. I, up, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Damn. I, I yeah. Um. Yeah. So um. So uh. In Brooklyn, I moved from Brooklyn to Queens, and then when I went to college in Queens, I went to Queensborough Community College. Okay. I met this dude that used to work with DJ Clue. Okay. His name is Drew Cartier. And uh, this is 1997. Okay. They had on a, this one, the Jordan 13s came out. They had the red, white, and it had the black bottoms. Okay. You know, and at that that summer, it was the Olympics, so he had changed the black on the bottom to royal blue. Mm. So this was red, white, and blue. And I ain't never seen nobody have painted Jordans before. And I was a barber, so you know barbers making money. So I had right. red, and I was like, but and I never wore Air Force Ones because in New York, like everybody got Air Force Ones. So I'm like, that's the broke. Right, you know? right, right. So I'm like, I need, I need, I need, I only want Jordan. So I was like, yo, I'm buying every Jordan. And I asked him, like, yo, how you change the color? He's like, oh, I, I bought this pink and I just, you know what I'm saying? I just did my thing. Hey. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we going to get into that. You're going to say all Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All smoke. Let's, so, so let's get back to... Uh, yeah, yeah. We was in we was in Queens. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, so I met uh, Drew Cartier, and he had he was painting the Jordans, but he only painted that one shoe. Okay. And, but he told me what paint he used. I went and bought the paint. It was like some something from like a shoe repair shop. It wasn't even like the Angelus. Wasn't stuff. Angelus? Like, nah, nah. Everybody so, had the Angelus experience. Yeah, you ain't no sneakerhead if you ain't. Yeah, yeah, you don't know if you don't if you don't know Angelus, you ain't no sneakerhead. Yeah. But Angelus wasn't even popping like that, and I, this is still in New York, like, um. So it was just like a paint that was at like a it was like a leather paint. Okay. But it was at like a, a shoe repair shop, and they only had limited colors. But I always I bought yellow, right? So I bought the Jordan 14s, and I made them black and yellow. Ooh. So I'd be walking down Jamaica Avenue, and do all the sneaker shop dudes knew me because I'd come every week buy whatever was new. And he was like, "D, you gotta stop doing this." I was like, "What happened?" He was like, oh, "Every time you come to the app." People come here and be like, yo, let me get the black and yellow 14s or whatever shoe I had on. I would never tell nobody right. that it was customized. Okay. I would be like, they was like, yo, because you know, Jordan's, I mean, now it's kind of different, but back then, they didn't come out with a lot of colors like that. Basically, the, the black and white, the obsidians. Right, right. But you know, all, all the Chicago colors, they never really came out with the yellows. and They didn't come out with any yellow on black back then. So, um... People would be like, yo, black and yellow, where you get those from? And I, my sister was in the army, so I'd be like, yo, my sister's in Germany, in the army, the Jordans is different out there. Okay. She said these to me. Okay. Because I always wanted to, I didn't, I wasn't doing it for money, I was doing it to stand out. To stand out. So I always would do like some some crazy color, like aqua blue. To me, black. that's rule number one. Yeah, you gotta to stand out. To be fly, out. you gotta stand out. And, and especially in New York. Like yeah, in New yeah, York, yeah. That's, that's what we do. Like, right, it's right. The kind of, we go to school not for, for, the, for the grades. We go to school to stun on niggas. Right, right, like, right, right. We go right, to school right. to shit on niggas. Like, yo, okay, why, why are you in the middle of your story? Yeah. We don't know vultures. We got to talk that shit. Yeah. What's, who, what's the Flyers Borough? The Flyers Borough is, is Brooklyn. Oh, you ain't got... Oh, the Harlem niggas. Wait, wait, Harlem niggas finna be mad. Yeah, the Harlem finna be mad. <laughs> Harlem niggas... But it's between... It's, it's, it's dead ass between Brooklyn and Harlem. And the funny thing is, like, my mom's from Brooklyn and my dad's from Harlem. So oh, you I got, got that? You got that mix? Yo, all my, all my, all my brothers and sisters on my dad's side, they Harlem. Man. Okay. Where, 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 where about in Brooklyn? Oh, uh, I'm from East New York. East New York. Okay, <laughs> East okay, New York. okay, 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 okay. But yeah, so um, so you know, that's how I did it. That's how I started. And then uh, after two years of doing that. Lying to people, telling them, oh, yeah, I'm getting this from a different country because my sister in the army. Okay. People started catching up. Okay. And then people started painting their Jordans. Now, I could paint, you know, I would do the color swaps, basically what we call it now. Like, oh, if it's red, I take all red off, turn it black. Okay. Or turn it yellow or pink or whatever color, right? Uh-huh. Then you have other people who's really nice artists, like who do portraits. Starting to paint portraits on the shoes. I'm like, man, I can't compete with that. Right. <laughs> My drawing skills ain't that level. Right, right. You know, so uh, so from there, I was like, what can I do to beat them now? So that's when I started taking the shoes apart. Okay. Taking them apart and added fabric. I was like, see, when it comes to this fabric, I know they can't rock with me. I'm like, My mom. Now, now what gave you the, what gave you the, the just the, um, the, 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 the heart to even, Attempt to put fabric on the shoe. That's, yo, that's yo. That is a great question. I'm gonna tell you exactly why I had the heart to do that because I don't give a fuck about shoes. Okay. That's one thing. Like I like 
the shoes, they look good. So no formal classes at this point. No, 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 no nothing. Nobody taught a class on this. There's okay. No, no I mean, but you know, like let's just say if we had guys back then that we would take shit and say, you know, sew this on the kicks. Yeah. Put this on, and that, uh, I think. Cobbler, shoe repair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but you know, it was tacky. They, yeah, they don't yeah, even. They're not even in the sneakers. Right. Exactly. Right. And, that, and that was that was the, the case too. So. Okay. So when it came to the fabrics, like my mom, my mom is a fashion icon, right? Okay. So my mom, she she can sew an outfit. She used to do this. Like I never seen her when she was before she retired. She she never wore the same outfit twice. She would come home from work, make a new outfit to wear to work the next day. Like that's where I come from. Now, mom's is hard. I have I have a brother that passed away before I got to meet him because he would have been the oldest. But I have three sisters, and I have an older brother. I'm the baby out of six. Okay. And I'm the only one out of all of us who has my mom's talent. Okay. So I'm the only one who, who had the eye for fashion. And when, at six years old, my mom used to send me to uh, Brownsville to uh, to the fabric stores to buy her fabric. She would give me fabric swatches. A fabric swatch is a, a, a right, square right, of right, a right, right, right. You take it, and then you're like, she would be like, baby, go give me five yards of this. Okay. And then she would give me the money. Uh, so I would go to the fabric store and I'm like, my mom need five yards of this. And they would go get it and show me. And then they would be like, okay, that's $8 a yard. I was like, I need that for $6 a yard. I'm doing this at six years old. So you start negotiating. Oh, yeah, because my mom told me to negotiate. And it was funny because I'm six. I'm thinking, you know, and they would think it's cute, the six-year-old. Right, right, right. Trying to to draw me down. Right, right, right. But, and... You know, they would then call my mom and be like, yo, uh, Junior just came. He got the fabric. He's on his way home. I'm thinking I'm so independent, but they were, they knew my mom so well. They was like, yeah, he got us down to $6 a yard. Okay. And they would call him. Okay. Like, he just left. He's on his way home. Okay. Because I would even, at 6, take the subway. Go ahead. Go ahead. So even at 6, I would take the subway to the garment district in Manhattan. Okay. At 7, 8 years old, I was taking the, I was taking the, the train. That Like, that's unheard of, like. Like now, I would never even let my children go across the street without me seeing them. Yeah. But like, I would, I would like take the subway for an hour to go get fabric and bring it back. Okay. I never ever had the um the want to know how to sew or make clothes, even though my mom was doing all this amazing stuff. I never wanted to do that because, you know, I thought that men sewing was gay. Right. You're, right. You know, you're in the hood. You know what I'm saying? You live in a project and you know how to sew. Like that's just not gonna go over. Well. That's how we came up. Exactly. So um, it wasn't until college, you know, and I'm like 20 at this time. When I'm 20 years old, I'm like, man, I like this fashion thing. I still never wanted to make clothes. Even when I wanted to make clothes, I would design it and give it to my mom and have her make the clothes. I would do shoes. Right. We used to do Little Kim, Foxy Brown. Okay. Uh, back then, Joe Buttons, when he had to pump it up head. Like, okay. We used to do a lot of custom outfits for like rappers and stuff like that. Okay. And I would do the shoes to match it. Okay. So when it came to the learning how to actually put the fabric on shoes, I always was somebody who was like, yo, I'm just going to take it apart and figure it out. Okay. So I was cutting up $150 Jordans, that's what they used to cost, cutting them up, figuring it out. And then uh, my mom, she also was big in the shoes, but like women's shoes, not sneakers. This is off-white before off-white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my mom, she was into the uh, to shoes, so go I ahead. would always... Go ahead. I'm just grabbing right, my Yeah. So I would always um, take her shoes to this uh, shoe repairman named Augie. And uh, Augie would um, fix my mom's shoes. So I'm like, okay, he does shoes. Maybe he can tell me how I could put this fabric onto shoes. Okay. So that's how I started. I went to his shop. I said, Augie, I used to go to Chinatown in, uh, in, in New York, Canal Street. And this is how it really, this is how it really blew up. 
I used to buy bootleg Gucci trench coats. Okay. For $110. Okay. Right? And I used to cut them all up and do the Gucci Air Force Ones. So we, I was doing the Gucci Air Force Ones. We did, uh, I did Jada Kids Knock Yourself Out video. Did Cormega's video. I remember. I can clearly uh, remember. It, that was when it really first. Your work was getting it, some it, good it, looks. Yeah, it was getting looks. Like, even from, the funny thing is, I did Cormega's joint, and at the Cormega video shoot for Get Out My Way, I met Hustler. Okay. Okay. He was out there, and we made a video together. Wow. And uh, he's seen it, and this is crazy, because there's no Instagram, no social media, and he would come all the way from Pittsburgh, California, you know, and fly to New York to my shop and bring me Air Force Ones, and I would do his up, and he would bring them back out here to the Bay, and nobody had that's that at that time. crazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. I'm back here. In the, I'm here in the Bay now. I never knew how I would get to the Bay. Wow. And I ran into a dude, like, not too long ago. That's Hustler. crazy. I was like, yo, this is crazy. Remember Shout out met? to Huss. Yeah, we met in 2001. Damn. Uh, get out my way video shoot. So now I done reconnected with him, reconnected with Cormega, but... Before I deter up the story, so um, that's when it really got popping was doing the Gucci, you know, doing the Gucci Air Force Ones and, and doing a lot of, uh, at that time, a lot of like hustle, street hustles would come and get their stuff done by me. Because I would put my, um, I would take pictures, Polaroid pictures of the shoes I was doing. I would glue them onto a, like a, a poster board. I would take them to this one pocket sneaker store in Jamaica Avenue, Queens, and they would let me put it up there and put my business cards. And people would call me, come drop their shoes off. And I started making the money like that. Made enough money to buy my own barbershop. Because that was still my thing. I was still a barber. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, in, in a weird way, it, it's all a part of creating. Like, haircuts, you cut hair, you're a creator. You're creating. Absolutely. So, you're making people look good. You're doing shoes, you're making people look good fashion-wise. So, it's, it's two realms. It's still hip-hop. If you yes, sir. It. So, um, so I did that. But then, 9-11 happened. A little bit after 9-11, like, just... It died down. Like, people wasn't into sneaker customs no more. Okay. So, when that started to die down, I was like, I need something else. Because you always got to have a backup plan. Okay. So my one backup plan was my, sister, my older sister, who was, like, one of my only siblings who was really successful. I said, um, if she's in the Army, I said, if I don't make it by the age of 25, I'll give the military a shot. Okay. So, I had ended up selling my, my shop, and I was working with my uncle in Brooklyn. He was running a big... So, we talking 2001? Yeah, we talking... Uh, 2001... Going into 2002 is when I got rid of my barbershop. My and shoulder. and and you going to the military post 9-11. Yeah, yeah. So 9-11 happened, right? Because I had just got my barbershop. Okay. Um, in, in my neighborhood. Because I, had, uh, I had, uh, had one in Long Island where my sister had her house at. But then I, I, I got my own barbershop, like a couple blocks from the barbershop I used to work at. Okay. And one block away from my mom's apartment building. So I had that barbershop. It's called Nice Headquarters. And uh, I had it for a year. And some change, and then like at this time, I had started cutting hair professionally at, at 15. Okay. So this is 10 years. I'm 25 now. Okay. So like I have those 10 year itches all the time. Like I feel, I feel like I'm a loser if I'm still doing the same thing I was doing at 10 years. Like the barber game in New York is not like how it is out here. Okay. Like if I was out here, it'd be different. But in New York, like a lot of at the time, a lot of drug dealers would get a barbershop to wash their money. So you end up with three barbershops on the same street. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you're cutting next, and then like out here they can charge thirty dollars a haircut. Everybody's charging ten dollars. Right. So like if I was getting thirty a haircut, that's different. That's real money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you take your half an hour to do a haircut. Right. You know, but in New York it wasn't it wasn't like that. So it was like I can't keep being a barber, and I wasn't doing it correctly. I, I was treating it like a drug game. Right. I wasn't. I never claimed taxes on it. You know what I'm saying? I was just basically a hustler and never did that. So I said I can't keep doing this. So I sold the barbershop. And then uh, I wound up going and I said, uh, what am I going to do next? So after I sold the barbershop, 
I was working with my uncle, who's running a major bootlegging operation, like bootlegs, movies, bootlegs, CDs, and DVDs, like okay. making 10 grand a week. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was making. You know, okay. so he had paid me and my other cousin a, 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 a $1,000 a week. So all we had to do was pick up his money from his workers. He had like an operation okay. in, in, in Brooklyn. So so we picking up, all we do was pick up his money, going to Manhattan, getting the list and re-upping the DVDs that they need, giving him the money. That's it. We work two hours a day and get paid. Yeah. One day, <clears throat> since his workers can't leave the movies, we would go to them at lunch and one of the workers, and this is in, uh, we're in Bed-Stuy. Okay. And, yeah, we're in Bed-Stuy and, uh, Right by the Breedboard Projects, and uh, this dude like, yo, can you give me some McDonald's? I was like, yeah, what you want? Like, let me get number two, whatever, such, such. So he gave me the money. So I'm walking to the store um, to, to, you know, get his lunch for him. And uh, prior to this, I had, uh, I said, I need to get something on the books because I'm 25 now, and I haven't had any real jobs. Right. So I, I, I signed up to be a reservist. Okay. In the Coast Guard. Okay. Because I was like, you know. Uh, you know, if you, you do reservists, you only work in that one week in a month, two weeks out the year. I was like, that's nothing. Okay. So as I'm walking to the gas, I mean, to the McDonald's, I hear a gun go up. Pow, pow, pow. Okay. So I'm, and it's a dude that's walking right in front of me. I'm walking, like, we're walking side by side, but he's like about four steps ahead of me. So whoever was shooting was shooting at him, shot him twice in his back. So I'm running. I hide behind a car. The dude who's shooting uh, stands over me with pow, pow. But he... And the bullets miss the dude. The dude gets up, runs into the McDonald's. Shit. Jumps over the the counter. I'm seeing all this. I'm like, yo. I go back. I'm like, yo, this is not the look. Yeah, move. yeah. So I'm like, this is not the move. I right. got to I'm like, yo, the niggas is shooting out here. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo. I ain't never seen no. One, I think when I was 10. And I was in the, I was in uh, the penthouses projects, and niggas just started shooting. I was like ten years old, so we we're all ducking down and like the drug dealers is jumping on top of the kids. That's the only time, you know what I'm saying? I was ever like in the shootout. But I was ten, nigga. I'm right. grown now. Right, nigga. This right. This shit happening. I'm yeah. seeing this nigga get <laughs> shot. Yeah. I ain't never seen nobody get shot. Right. So that same day I go home, I call that recruiter back because at yeah. the time, the Coast Guard they was hurt for black people. Hey, you had a you had a Ricky you had a Ricky moment. Remember when Ricky right, wanted nigga, to give Ricky, it, Ricky, Ricky that nigga Ricky wanted to get in the army. He said if this football shit don't work, he was watching them commercials. Word. <laughs> Word. And the thing the thing with the Coast Guard, I don't reason why I was gonna do that because they don't go to war. Like we don't go to kill people. Right. They're more like the law enforcement of the ocean. Like we're more so lifesavers yeah. than we are life takers. Right. So I was like, that's an organization I had to get behind. Right. But. So, because when I signed up to be a reservist, they always came in and be like, yo, you should just do four years, do four years. Right. They, the recruiters, they got to get black people in. So, I, that same night, I said, hey, if you could get me in there ASAP, like, like now, yeah. I will give you four years. I won't do the reservists. I'll sign. He was like, say no more. That Monday, I was on the bus to go to, to get sent out to California. Well, not to California, to sent to, because um, our boot camp is in New Jersey. So we get New Jersey, I get there, and you get, when you finish with boot camp, you get three choices of where you want to live okay. like, for the next part of your career. My first choice was Florida. Okay. My second choice was Hawaii. My third choice was California. I wanted to get as far the fuck away from New York as possible. Okay. Not because of the shootings, just because, like, if you're trying to travel, get the fuck away get from the fuck you're away. comfortable Yeah, with. right, right. So uh, I wound up getting California, which I was, which I just say God works in 
the best ways because he knows what you need, not what you want, right? Absolutely. I've been to Florida after being in the military. I can never live there. It's too hot. It's hot as hell. It's hot. humid. I went to Hawaii. It's even hotter. Right. I don't like being hot, so right. I'm glad I didn't get that. So I count. So you know they. Uh, so it's October. I remember because I'm leaving boot camp. I've never left America. And they telling me that the, the unit that I'm going to is here in Alameda. It's a ship okay. called the Sherman. And they're like, the ship is leaving in six days to go to Costa Rica. Okay. And I've earned a five days vacation from being a boot camp, but you're allowed to take an extra five. I said, no, I'm taking three days and I'm going to get to California because I want to go to Costa Rica. Right. I want to see what they looking like right, out there. Right, right. So I come here and this is this is when, like, this is, the, this is like, at first when I moved to Oakland, I, I wasn't feeling it, but, like, when I first came here, so first of all, I got on shorts, right? It's October 17th. <laughs> in New York, in New York, yeah. it was it was uh, 17 degrees and snowing yeah. when I was going to the airport. Yeah. And this one, throwback jerseys was popping. Okay. Right? So I had your shit baggy. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Did that shit, yeah, right? yeah. So I had the baggy throwback jersey, the, 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 the jack with all the teams on it. Right. So I landed at, 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 uh, at Oakland Airport, and I'm like, yo, I don't have to, I don't have to be the boat to the next day. So, and I'm just such of a hood dude. I'm like, this is Oakland. Like, right. So, by leaving, like, I had the shorts on my mom. I was like, what the fuck are you wearing shorts for? I said, I'm going to California. <laughs> she was like, man, you going to Northern. My mom was like, man, you're going to Northern California. It's different. It gets cold in right. California. Right. But, yeah, I had Indian summer. So, okay. it was actually hot as hell when I got here. Okay. But I had dressed like it was still cold because my mom knew that it gets cold. And, right. You know what I'm saying? She's been to Northern California before. So, but it's actually hot. So Did I you have a Tim's on? Huh? No, no. Oh, okay. I had on Jordan's. Okay, okay. I had on Jordan's. Um, and uh, so, I, so, I land at the airport and I meet this dude, a black dude who's a bus driver. He, as soon as he seen me, he said, what part of New York are you from? And you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm from Brooklyn. I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the military. I'm about to go. I was like, but I don't want to go to the base right now. I want to. I was like, he was like, yo, ride with me. He said, ride me on the bus, ride my whole route, and I'll school you to to the bay. Young, cool black dude, right? Okay. This is my first interaction with somebody from the bay. Okay. Right, and this is black bus driver. He's like, yo, just ride me at the end of my route. I'll take you to the spot. You'll have to take the cab because no buses go to that the Coast Guard base. So I'm like, cool. So he he's we driving right. He's like, yo, that's the Rant Square Mall right there. Okay. He's telling me like, yo, he's just giving me. He's like, yo, this is East Oakland right here. Yeah. Shit crazy. Just like Brooklyn. And I'm looking. I'm like, yo, East Oakland remind me of Brooklyn. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing I'm seeing the bridges. You know what I'm saying? He like, yo, this is the Bart. I'm like, what's the Bart? Like Bart Simpson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, this is the Bart. This is the train station. Yeah. I was like, it go on the ground. I was like, yo. Dude, when you're from New York, you used to subways and stuff right, like that. Right, right. So one thing, I got homesick when I first came here, but after a while, like after like my first couple months, I used to just, in my head, this is New York to me. I'm like, this right. is West Coast of New York. Right. I'm like, if I want to go to Manhattan, I call San Francisco Manhattan. Right. I take that, you know, you're going over the bridge. I'm like, right. this kind of look like Manhattan. So um, it was a hyphy movement. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yo, on Broadway. Y'all remember that club? Yeah, on Hingles? Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was my spot. Okay. On Broadway. I like hood shit. I'm from Brooklyn, man. <laughs> so I went, to, uh, I went to on Broadway, and I never heard hype music before. Okay. I never heard hype music. So it, I was dancing with this chick, and all of a sudden, one of them, like a hype song came on, and she started doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like, to me, I was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Right. The only thing that I could even say was closely promoted to that was 
at the time, Beyonce had that so crazy in love. Right, oh, right, oh, oh, right, oh, oh, oh. right. The way she was doing the mannequin shit, I right. thought that's what the girl was trying to do, but not. Nah, she was this dancing. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, so that's what got me out here to Oakland, man. And uh, and from Oakland, you know, I was in the Coast Guard. I did my 11 years. And I actually was lucky because I did like most of it here in the Bay. Okay. So when I first got here, you know, it's a little slower than New York. Right. And that's what, you know, and, and, and I didn't like that at first. Because I was still, I still didn't meet Oakland people, like, right. like real Oakland cats. Right, right. You know, like, uh, and then one day I met somebody in, because every Saturday I would be in Broadway. Okay. I'm like, Saturday, because I was on station on the boat, so we're here for three months and we're going for three. So when we're here for them three months, I go on Friday, Saturday, I'm in either Mingles or, or, or on Broadway, because it reminds me of Brooklyn. Okay. One day I was drinking, because in New York we can't drink for, what's the drink y'all had? Uh, Cisco. Okay. In New York, it's banned. Okay. And as a kid, that's what you they, they used to be like, oh, that's liquid crack. Right, in right, New York, right, drink, right. Don't right, drink that. Right. That Cisco shit liquid crack. Right. So I'm out here, and you can't buy it in New York. They stop selling it. I see Cisco. Okay. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I remember. Like, you're a kid. You yeah, you're like, I'm going to try this. I'm like, yo, I never, yo, I was like, I was like yo, they actually sell this shit out. Yeah. I got to try it. Yeah. You know, because when you first get in the military, you ain't got a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not paying you a lot. So me and my boy from Miami, and, and we drink the Cisco, I'm fucked up. Like, yo, yeah. that shit was $1.75. I drank half of the bottle. I was gone. <laughs> Yo, I was gone. Before we even went to, before we even went to, uh, on Broadway, we went to the movie theater right there in Jack London. Okay. I was throwing popcorn people. Okay. On the top, I was fucked up. So we go there. Like, I, I had a nice big chain, too. I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom throwing up. Like, in New York, I would have been robbed easily. One of the dudes from Oakland seen me in there, went and seen I came with my boy, said, yo, go in the bathroom, your boy. But he throwing up. I was like, yo, yo, it's some real cool cat. It's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. And from that day, I started, like, you know, meeting different people from Oakland. And once I started meeting, like, the locals, oh, man, I said, this is it. Yeah. Uh, this is where I'm going to stay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's I like, crazy. Yo, I was like, yo, it's the... Uh, Yo, I was like, they remind me so much of New York people. Yeah. Like, the, just the Bay, like, the Bay got, like, just this realness to it. Like, yeah. I've been to L.A., I hate L.A. Yeah. It's so fake. Yeah, yeah, but, L.A. is but a whole different So vibe. fake. And yeah. I'm not going to say people from L.A. fake. No, it's the people, it's the environment. Yeah, it, it is a lot of people that's not from L.A. Right, they right, and right. And think they got to pretend to be this fake famous shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. in Oakland, it's just so real. It's like, yo. It there's so much so, and I remember Jay said the song. He was like, "Oakland, I love you. Remind me of Brooklyn." I was yeah. like, "Yo, it's true. Oakland yeah. said it too." Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. "Yo, Oakland is like Brooklyn, man." Yeah. So I was just like, "Yo, I fell in love with the real people from Oakland, not the military people." I was meeting when I met the real people from Oakland. I said, "Yeah, yeah. I spent some time in Brooklyn, and I could, I can say that it's the it's, it's you can you can survive here, you can survive there, yeah, man. It's, it's the it's same insane. shit." And I used to get mad because at that time, everybody like from the Bay to the A. I was like, A don't fuck with y'all. They yeah. don't even play y'all music. Right, right, they don't. At that time, everybody go to Bay to A. Y'all giving the A all enough. No disrespect to the A, but the A wasn't rocking with the Bay. Like, well, I'm gonna tell you what that was. I had a conversation with somebody about that, and um, to be honest with you, it's it was the it 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 was then what it is now. It was the forefathers which still us the cream of the crop when you talk about Bay Area music they yeah. still talking about the rappers that's 50 
E forty two shirt. That, that's what's gonna come out somebody's mouth when they say Bay Area because so many rappers here had so much independent success, it's independent success, success yes. on the come up that you don't never really see them on a the national scene. But uh, to say what you said, like you know, at the end of the day, when they were saying that Bay to L A, Lil John had the influence on forty and short at one yeah, time. Yeah, Actually, yeah. kind of, I don't, I won't say revived their career, but damn, yeah, sure kept them afloat. Gave some more yeah, thoughts. yeah. So at this point, at the after. After you do your time in the military, you decide to stay here. Okay, so, all right, so I'm in the Coast Guard. Um, I got here in 03. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got here in 03. Um, because uh, uh, I got here uh, August. I got here August of 03. But as soon as I got here, we, moved, we went out. Remember, I said you was going to Costa Rica. Okay. I came back right around Christmas. Okay. Of 03. So from 03 to 04, I was on the boat. From the boat, I had to go to training school. From training school is in Petaluma. Okay. So I was there for like six, seven months. Okay. So uh, from training school, they moved me to Mississippi. Okay. I was married at the... I, I got married. met a girl from Oakland at Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to on Broadway, man. Bring that shit back. That shit just sitting there, just man. Just sitting there. Open that shit back up yeah. in Bobby. Yeah, that shit is a legendary club. Uh, Me and my girl got together at Mingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mingles. So Mingles is a different monster. <laughs> Mingles is Mingles, niggas got shot at Mingles. Hey, niggas have from, got shot. Hey, hey, my boy from Miami, he from Dade County, like the dirt. Like yeah. that's worse than yeah. like, the shit. Yo, he loved Mingles. Huh. I remember one time we went to Mingles and, and it was cracking and packed. Yeah. The bartender, we was online trying to get in, the, the bouncer said, hey, it's over. Yeah. Y'all can't get in. The club is at capacity. Red, this red nigga, son, this nigga from. Huh? Red, red this door? Yeah. The back door? Not right. Open that red. Yeah. So the, so the bouncer said, yo, the club, is, no, nobody else can get in. This shit is at capacity. Okay. This nigga on the line, dead ass, said, well, where the fuck is capacity at? <laughs> <laughs> he no, want to know. He no, want to know where it's he didn't at. Know what capacity yeah, like he's still made. ready to like, party. Yo, He's still ready to party. Yeah, man. So, uh, Corn the Barber just joined us, man. We, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nigga work hard for the money. Hell yeah. Keep it lit, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, so, um, so, uh, after I, um, left, uh, California, they moved me to Mississippi. When we was in Mississippi, Hurricane Katrina happened. So we was there for like six months. Hold on, man. Listen. So for anybody that just, like, you know, be trying to make excuses for yourself, this man was it there for 9-11 <laughs> and Katrina. I just had From to say 9-11, I had to walk. I was I took my mom to work that day. She worked in Manhattan. We had to walk home. Me and my at the time my mom was like 65. Wow. We had to walk from Manhattan to Brooklyn because they shut down everything with 9-11. So now we're in Mississippi and we're we're underway. When you call underway when we're out on patrol. Okay. So um the good thing at that time was since my wife was from Oakland, and this was our first time living away from Oakland, she came back home because it was around her birthday. So she was back here in Oakland when the hurricane hit. Okay. I was still at home. So we got the, uh, the, we got the call from the ship, and they're like, me and one of the guys from the ship, we was watching the movie, and they called, and they like, hey, it's, 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 it's about to go down. I need to get to the ship. They call it like Bravo 6, so it means you got to be within the ship, inside, with everything within six hours. So we had to leave the movie, go to our houses, get all our uniform and stuff. Like, we got to go to Hurricane on hit. That's why I find it funny when they say they didn't know the hurricane was going to be that bad. 
when they tell all these lies on on these documentaries and stuff. Because I was in the Coast Guard and we got the you know they we, told y'all we knew yeah yeah we knew we was in the movies. They called us. They like you need to get your ship within six hours. So when they say that they ain't know that it was gonna be this bad or whatever, so they knew y'all got to hit. the ship and the ship left. Yeah, we got to the ship. So everybody they caught everybody on the ship because at this time we're on our free time. Okay. So they call in in, in uh, I was in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Now, it's people that live in Florida because just the way that the South is set up, like three hours, you're in yeah, Florida, yeah, yeah. two hours. Mm-hmm. So, so, But those people had to get to the ship within six hours. Once we got to the ship, we went underway. We went to, like, Cancun. We was chilling outside of Mexico, and we seen a hurricane hit. We didn't know how bad it was because we lost satellite feed. Okay. So two days after the hurricane, we was driving on a boat back to Mississippi, and then when we started getting, like, satellite uh, back, we could see the news. Okay. And we started seeing how flooded it was. We see people stealing TVs and stuff. And we was just we we never got to see our house. We now we're in uh we in savior mode. Okay. So now we have to go to New Orleans and help them out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We got to go. You know, I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. I ain't like literally like where we lived at our house. If we lived in a three uh, floor apartment complex. My neighbor house, his whole side wall was taken off. Like their the house, the the apartment looked like a dollhouse. You know how dogs play with it. Yeah, our building was fine. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even have that much damage. But the down the street, it would be one house down to the to the to the base. Like just you could see the basement into the basement. No nothing left of the house. But the house right next door, nothing wrong with it. I never seen no shit like that. Wow. You see a fucking a pickup truck on this on the street. And the pickup truck, the top would be right here, perfect, no broken windows. But the bottom, the the axle would be like this. Damn. Boats on the street, like I ain't never seen, I I never seen a hurricane before in my y'all life. Had, y'all had to get down there to the ground, huh? Y'all, yeah, because we had to go look for dead bodies. We had to look for dead bodies. We had to go help. Corn, you was in the military before? Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, but you didn't. Oh yeah. At, was it at that? It wasn't at that time. Nah, you was been out, but I'm saying you ever had to do any rescue shit. We did some shit in the Philippines. Oh, okay. Oh, he was in the army. Was the, army? The, army? the navy. The navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was on the aircraft carriers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I ain't like that was crazy. And then like right, the funny thing was like right there at that time in Biloxi, Mississippi, they had a uh, Hard Rock had faith, which is opening a brand new casino. Mm-hmm. And everybody from other casinos was quitting to work with Hard Rock. Hard Rock had nothing left but the, the damn frame of the building. We had a Coast Guard oh. base right next to the casino. The Coast Guard base was gone. Only thing left was a flag. Like the like you, the, it was a brick building. All the bricks was gone. I don't know where they was at. It was just a metal frame. And we had to park our boat there and act as if we were that base. So like I'm taking helicopter, you know, because uh, I, I did operations specialist. So I'm taking helicopter calls and they're like, yo, they're shooting at us. I'm like, I'm new. <laughs> like, I'm like, they shooting at y'all like dudes in New Orleans. In New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Like, this was wow. crazy. So, after that, they was like, because at the time, my wife was pregnant. Okay. So, so once, uh, like, two months went by and everything kind of, like, settled down, they was like, we're going to move you. Um, we're going to move y'all back to Oakland. Okay. So, so I was only there for, like, six months, and they moved me back. They moved me back in, like, October. I think the hurricane hit them. August or September, they moved me back out here um, in October. So, I was only living in Mississippi for six months. And then from there, I came back here, and I was here for six years straight. Loving it. Six years straight in the Bay. So I was so far out of my military career, out of eight years, almost seven of them is right here in the Bay. Damn. Then they moved me back home to New York, and that's when it really got popping. Okay. So in 2011, I get orders to uh, uh, Sector New York, which is in Staten Island, which is right over the bridge from Brooklyn. 
So now I'm in New York, and I'm now I'm paying attention to the internet, looking at all these sneaker customizers, and I'm seeing how they make the money off of this. And now I'm back home, where I was one of the first, if not the first person, customized sneakers. So, so, so let me ask you this: yeah. <clears throat> Where's Shoe Surgeon from? Shoe Surgeon is from uh, Sonoma. He lives in Santa Rosa. Well, he used to live in Santa Rosa. I don't know if that's where he's where he's born, but I think he's. He, they said he's. he's I, uh, somebody told me I think he's from like Boston or something. Now, like, now, now we've seen your work. Mm-hmm. You know, you because people can say, okay, you know, whatever. I did this, I did that, yeah. I've been whatever. But I say, in the age of the clout chaser, right? If it ain't on record, if it ain't on YouTube, if it ain't on Instagram, yeah. if it, it don't exist, right? So I can say I did a lot of shit, but if they ain't never yeah, seen it, it don't yeah. count, right? Yeah. You just sat up here and told us that this was my shit in yeah. Jada video. Yeah, yeah. Hus was there. I, I, oh yeah, no, I was doing it before all these dudes, I, but I got pictures to prove it though. Okay, like, I got yeah, pictures yeah. Of me. If you look on my Instagram, I got pictures of me rocking the, the Gucci quilted coat where every other patch is Gucci. Right. Gucci Timberlands. Right. When everybody so I'm one of them dudes, you do something that I'm doing, you copy me, I'm a one-up you. So so this was, this, when we seeing all this flavor, mm-hmm. or do you think, because it was no social media back then, oh, man. right, so how fast, because, so who do you say inspired you to do it? Oh, nobody did. You just I, did I, it. No, I wanted to stand out. So I'm just saying, we are, this is, this is, this Yeah, Dapper Dan. other people's concepts. Yeah, no, Dapper Dan was doing, like, the Gucci. Yeah, but I'm not counting, I'm not counting Dapper Dan for our era. I'm giving Dapper Dan, Eric B and Rakim, I'm giving him. We got to give him his, we got to give him his props, but this is the thing. Dapper Dan wasn't doing it at that time. Dapper Dan went under, underground. That's what I'm trying to say. Dapper Dan. He he was the the IRS was looking for. They him. was looking for him. Uh, yeah, a lot of companies were looking for him to sue him. Dapper Dapper Dan went underground. Mm. So like, even though I'm 40 now, back then, like I didn't really know of Dapper Dan how how great his legacy was until like later on because he went so underground and there was no social media. It's like you couldn't yeah. look up Dapper Dan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I remember like Jay Z said he's like I wear G on my chest. I don't need Dapper Dan. This ain't a sewn outfit. Holmes Holmes is about it. So like I've heard the name before, but I didn't know how legendary he was because I'm so. I'm hold, hold, hold! If, if you ever, if Jay, if you ever see this, you are a slick line dropping word, motherfucker, man. Because I, 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 I know that bar, but I just like goddamn. Because now, now that you put it together, and yeah, get his yeah, final, get his yeah, final yeah. Because final. now, because now Gucci, no vultures, has came yeah. back. But to, but tell the truth, why are why is he with why is Dapper Dan getting his props with Gucci? Because they copied his design. Exactly. They actually, they actually dropped. They, co- they, they actually dropped the actual the 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 shit like so on the runway. He did like this bubble coat for this. The uh, bubble coat that was crazy. Female track athlete. She was like a gold medalist. He made this bubble Gucci coat for her with the fur on the collar. Dope coat. They made the exact same coat, and then all social media started going like, oh, and uh, Swiss Beats yeah. went at them. You know what I'm saying? And boom, boom, boom. And once that happened. You know, social media started going like, oh, y'all copying his, his joint. And then now they actually gave him his own, like, Gucci store. Yeah. That's you know? why I have to say, that's why I'm saying we want to establish here on No Vultures, like, right, today. If you are the one, that needs to be said. That needs to be talked about. Like, we're talking about years later. Yeah. We're talking about 
millions of customs later. Dude. I'm not talking about custom colors because people always yeah, been yeah, painting yeah, sneakers. Yeah, I was painting sneakers as a kid with markers. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. But right. everybody's always been doing that. You part of the culture, right? Trying to make your shit look look good and not always having the means, right? That's what this that's, shit come that's, from, that's, right? Exactly. It comes by having what you. You know what I'm saying? Being broke and trying to look rich. <laughs> but I want to establish that you are the one because yeah. before you knew it, Atlanta was hot as shit. Mm-hmm. And they wore the fuck out of customs. Like in every snap video, every, you know, like at every hip hop period all over the map. You know, I can remember people here going to people and having them done. And I could look at the shit. I never had them done because I never seen them done right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Only time I ever seen them, like at least. Sewn together right, it was a completely bootleg shoe, and the quality of the shoe was just garbage yeah, yeah, yeah. to begin with. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, that to me, even like I don't know when Nego started his thing exactly the year, but you no, got the, the Nego joint started in like Nego's like Bapes had started like like 2003 ish, four ish, something around there. But at the same time, like yo, he got credit for copying Air Force One. That's what I'm trying to say. For him to take the silhouette of an Air Force One. Like, yo, like that. You, how crazy I don't even know is. why Nike couldn't stop him. It's because he's from another no, country. Well, no, they can't. Because, see, this is the thing. This is the thing with fashion and shoes. Like, as long as you don't copy their trademark, you can do it. So he took the swoosh off and put a star. That's not their trademark. It's like hooping. What you think yeah, about the Newport? Oh, I was about to tell you about that. I was just, right. uh, I, I'm trying. I, you know about the Newport? Yeah. It's, it's called the Ari. No, the shoe. It's called the Menthol Tens by, uh, by Ari. Ari. Yeah. <laughs> he, he a got, beast. He got, yeah, he's a beast. He, he got sued by, he's the only person to get sued by Big Tobacco <laughs> and Nike at the same time. But but Nike was cool with him. Nike was like, yo, just stop making them. Yeah. They should Big do tobacco, the same thing for him, Big man. Tobacco took him to court. He say he spent like thirty thousand dollars in legal fees, and yeah. they like he's not allowed to own the shoe. So basically, he made it. He made an Air Force One rep looks just like Air Force One, but it looks like a Newport. So the so the front panel is the same color as the Newport box with the lines. The shoelaces is like that brown color of the mm-hmm. of the joint. The insole is the actual cigarette butt, like the you know like you see the lines of the cigarette butt. Mm-hmm. Yo, this and it, it comes in a box. The box is a Newport box. It was it was the Newport. He he put the he put the Newport logo upside down. Well, not the right way it is, but because you all, you noticed that back in the day, it always looked like the swoosh. Mm. Yeah, so oh, he Newport did box. that, and it came. His shoe box was an actual cigarette box. Mm. Like it opened like this. Shit is the most fire shit. It's a dude out here, uh, tyranny. He has them in a size nine. And we've been working for years. I'm gonna get those from him. I need those. Like, yo, it even came with legendary. the, yo, it, uh, they're legendary. It even came with the picture frame and it said, like, remember the Newport commercial that said, enjoy Newport? Yeah. Like, it says enjoy, like, sneakers. He got the white family, like, yeah. on it. Like, he killed it. The he inside, the inside with a little tag at, had the whole disclaimer and it says, it don't say Surgeon General on the shit. It says something. It says, it said, it says, oh, uh, general warning. General warning. It says general warning. Uh, uh, beat sneaker culture. But see, like I love that, that shit because I'm, I'm from the culture. Like anybody to me, like I'm a I'm a nigga right here from 85th, man. Hood nigga sold crack, right? Me and Steph, shout out to Miho, man. We the motherfuckers in line in the SB line. We the only mm-hmm. motherfuckers with crack on us waiting in line to get, you know, uh, the diamond supplies, the 
the fucking uh, you name it. I got De La Souls. I got fucking Money Cats. I got fucking. I never was into the SBs, man. I got into it because of the. I think they're coming back soon. What fucked me up before all the Jordan start? Because now Jordans are themed. You got uh, whatever. I mean, not six. Right? I don't know why I'm thinking of that shit, but Gatorades, yeah. whatever. You got whatever, right? And some of that shit is organic. Some of that shit is cool. But what I'm saying is like. Uh, SBs was already doing that. Like, yeah, it was. you know, had, that's what was dope about SBs. Yeah, Homer Simpson, uh, like I say, De La Soul, they was doing shit with uh, everybody you could think I mean, not everybody you could think yeah, of, but, but, but embracing hip hop culture and skate culture was kind of cool. In an organic and natural way. Now, I never skated, story. right? But I'm hella yeah. interested in seeing Jonah Hill movie because even skating yeah. was a thing was from it, my 90s, right? You mid 90s. Yeah, that's from my generation. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know what I'm saying? So even motherfucking like me, we was wearing Supreme and Stussy before we even knew what the fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that shit was nothing. It was it was in the body of Listen, it was we was getting Stussy. Me and this man did hella years. The God Squad used to come around while we was in jail. And when they was letting What's us wear clothes, the God Squad was just like these old Christian ladies. They used to come to prison and give us a Christmas. Like, because we was young niggas in jail for hella years. You know what I'm saying? So the God Squad come around. Giving a stu, I got pictures in jail in like '94 in Stussy, like it's crazy, like Stussy and Jabos, wow. like crazy. That shit is nuts. And Stussy, Jabos, and Griffies, like on some crazy you know, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> on some real shit. I remember when I moved, when I first came out here, I had a date, to, a date, you know, before we went underway, and I went to San Francisco. You know what? Okay, what you I went to? I went to San Francisco, right? And this is when I knew the baby was different. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm walking, right? I see this dude with a, with a blunt. He like this. Look at the joints. Yep, that's dope. Yo, he, oh, he walking with a blunt. It's a cop right there. This nigga went red like that. <laughs> nigga, I jumped on my phone so fast. Like, yo, these niggas savages. I called everybody I knew in Brooklyn. I said, yo, nigga, you not going to believe this. I said, nigga, you not going to believe this. Yeah, that's them. Yo. That's them. In New York, cops will arrest you for having a nickel bag. Yeah. I seen this. I heard it's getting like better now. San Francisco go. <laughs> and the cop walked right by him. I said, oh, shit. I fucked you up. Nigga, it fucked my whole head up. I had to get right for 10 minutes. I had to be like, yo. I said, yo, you ain't gonna believe this shit out here. Yo, these niggas in the Bay Area is crazy. <laughs> this nigga just pulled on a whole blunt and blew it right by the cop's face like, do something. And I said, and the cop didn't do nothing. Uh-huh. Dude, I ain't never seen no shit. I was like, yo, this shit crazy. But then this is what I missed. When I came, y'all was wearing Jabos in 2003. Y'all had the Jabos and y'all was doing Joys. Mm-hmm. That was like, and, and y'all had tall tees. The tall X. Y'all, y'all had the extra five, tall tees. Five X. I never did the five. We wasn't, we wasn't. I like, never did the five. We wasn't in, did. like, in Jabos in New York was played out like four years ago. Yeah. But to see it again, you know, like, like, this is where I hate social media. Is where there's no more... Oh, ain't no lines. No, it's everybody, like everybody got it at the same, the same. time. Like, yeah. I used to like, you know, when I came here, even though at first I, di- I, I didn't respect it because it was new to me, like, listening to Mac Dre here, people were like, yo, yo, Mac Dre is a legend, this and this and that. And I'm But let me like, just keep it real for the yeah. culture, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, niggas like me, this is, this is, this is just my repertoire rap, right? Like... Me and my niggas, we fucked with Mac Dre, but I, I fucked with Mac Dre at two different 
couple of different phases, right? I fucked with Mac Dre pre bank robbery shit when he was uh was like romper room, right? romper room yeah, shit, right? I fuck with I fuck with Mac Dre when he was doing the rappelations. Like I didn't get that much into the thin shit because here's the thing, right? I'm like an East Oakland real nigga, right? And so the culture got the same before social media, niggas was doing DVDs. You know, you had yeah. French them in New York. You had the uh, niggas that doing yeah, the battles had, out here. We used to nigga, we used to watch y'all shit on the boat. Yeah, uh, Uncle Going Wild, Uncle Going Wild, nigga. Yeah, 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 you know that what I'm shit on the boat was yeah. the shit. I was yeah. like, yo, so be- like rollers, rollers. Between and that, was, between that shit and the hyphy movement, right? Shit got a little distorted because when hi- when I first heard hyphy, hyphy meant. This nigga was like a killer. Like it didn't mean like it mean like he gonna walk. It didn't mean dancing at all, nigga. But a nigga might walk upon you like yeah, nigga. Like yeah, he might his movements. But he ain't doing no dancing. He got a you know what I mean. That's why we had the mechanics here, right? And they talked about it with Jay Styling. Like they couldn't get the record deals because everybody's like, where's the hyphy? Where's the hyphy? But some like real different kind of Oakland niggas grew up like that wasn't a thing. Like. Like, it, that was like a subculture. I'm not going to lie. Because yeah. for niggas like, you know, Mac Dre is a lot older than me. But Mac Dre was creating a thing. I, like, you couldn't have did that outside over here on the block. Like, yeah, that was a Vallejo like, right? Like, not just Vallejo. It was like surrounding areas. Even, oh, because no, motherfuckers really don't want to give Mac Dre his props. Like, yeah. the, the actual theist part of it and the go dumb. Like, niggas been ghost riding their car. But the culture of that out here is even different. Like, nigga, just jump out of shit because he hella clean. Yeah. And just and, let you see it, jump back in the shit and do it in and out and, sh- and he gone. He just hella, you like, oh, that nigga. Yeah. Ooh. But they took it to the point where they started wearing big glasses. Yeah. It was just, but that was Mac Dre thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? That. Mac Dre had a bunch of babies and, and I, I'm able to give credit to that movement now. Yeah. But at the end, I was like, nigga trying to make a buffoonery out of yeah. my motherfucking so, city. So, right, so you know where I'm coming from then. Yeah. So when I moved out here and I seen it, it was like, yo, this, yo, Mac Dre is Dolby's legend. And I'm like, I'm listening to it. Now I'm from New York. I've yeah. never heard Bay Area rap before. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, yo, this shit is clownery. I'm like, yo, he's not a lyricist. Yeah, right. You know what I'm, saying? I'm, right. I'm used to listening to Jay-Z and Nas. Yo, so it's when I first moved out here. But now, just like you said, now I could, re- I, I, like, yo, I remember, like I told you, in 2011, the Coast Guard moved me back to New York. Yo, it used to be like once in a blue moon, I'd be at a club, and they'll play a Bay Area joint. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, you go crazy. Yeah, they like, what's going yeah, on? I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, yo, because it's like you have to be, a, you, have to, you have to understand the culture. You have to understand and the culture. And I had been there for a good eight years, so, like, a lot of my friends are from the Bay, and, like, I, I, I know what it means now. Right, you right. Know? But as an outsider just moving out here, you don't see that. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. It's like, it, and that was the thing that I like. And now mm-hmm. it's not like that no more. Mm-hmm. Because now everybody... Even New York rappers, you can't even tell they from New York. No. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like, can't. I like them young boys now. Uh, uh, And I don't even like rap that much no more, but I like them little S-O-B-R-B-E dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when he's at my son, my everything, I treat him like a choke. I yeah, like that shit. Yeah. Like, I like that shit. Like, that's a little positive. But the thing is, the young boys the young boys got the flavor because, see, yeah. like, we don't, we have a misconception. And I keep it all the way a thousand. It ain't, it ain't like... I don't like like if rappers beef right now. I don't want to talk about it with them because I'll, I'll browse through it and like try to say something positive. Like man, you think maybe one day y'all could piece it up and yeah. that's might be what I might say, right? Because I'm I ain't with the other shit. We all yeah. seen what other people that had like journalism in their hands 
what they did to our culture. You know what I'm saying? They right. got Tupac and Big killed, yep. first of all. They and sure then that did. shit created a pattern. Like, it's yep. cool to kill rappers. Yeah. Like, sure you know did. what I'm saying? So, like, you know, we used to meet niggas in jail. Like, yeah, you know, niggas from our hood did that. Like, we were like, what, what? nigga? Like, you know, it was that shit was weird. Like, you know what I mean? So, a nigga would it really hit you up like that. So, like, clout chasing ain't just started. Like, you know what I'm saying? This shit, yeah, like, yeah. so, the shit got out of hand, but... uh. E forty and Mac Dre wasn't that, and then like so like uh, they I seen cool. they nah not cool like before, nah right? before it was a problem before like they got several distances diss against each other but like uh, Doobie just had an interview that I saw and he was just like man it was just like weird to see you know E forty this you know what I'm saying be like this but he wasn't a this person nah he wasn't that but he, he came up with that yeah. like yo you copying Mac yeah Mac. but the thing but the thing, but that's what I was about yeah, to say. Thing. Like right. they used to do that shit with Jay Z. But that, they used to do it with Jay Z. Like, that's like, what I was I about to say. Right, right, right. They used to be like, "You think you big?" But the thing about E Forty is he got enough. Uh, how can I say it? When you from your area, we 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 got to learn how to push motherfuckers who got that ability to make them understand us. Because right. if they never had tell me when to go, they'd still be like, "Ah, oh, man, Mac Dre was a." Tell me when to go kind of made him yeah. understand Mac Dre yeah, more. That's a fact. That's a fact. Feel what I'm saying? Because when, when, when that happened, remember even MTV came out here. Right. And, was doing, and did the whole special on I, I was there. Right. They yeah. did the whole special on the hype movement. And that, that for a couple months, the Man, listen, actually. This is why I pay attention to culture. Reason why I contacted you. The reason why I wanted a podcast for no vultures to talk about shit like this, right? Yeah, Even dope. at that point where MT was, MTV was there, shout out to Sway, I was there with them, and I was curating at that time before I even know what that was, just because I care about where I was from so bad. Exactly. I was like, this shit gonna be on TV? Right nah, call them and let's go meet up at Ben's Burgers. Y'all gotta stop. Woo woo. This is how we. I wanted them to get the that. Party video at my barbershop. Yeah, yeah, and I went to, and then, and then I went to. Uh, Magazines of Forty Hood, and you know Forty had a Fat Burger at the time, yep. and uh, and Pleasant Hill. It was just little shit, but I wanted them to see like, okay, this shit ain't no joke. Like these dudes yeah. is really, you know what I'm saying. And uh, Keek was getting some national attention yep. at the time. Keek with the the first real mumble rapper. Yeah, yeah. This, yo, and that's another first thing. I remember, yo, I'm not gonna lie. When I first moved out here, people was like, yo, they always stealing from us. They always stealing our slang and shit. And this, and I was like, you was like, yeah, right. Why? Why would they do that? Yeah, y'all corny nigga. Nigga, they are stealing shit from y'all, nigga. Everything. 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 Nigga. All the way down. Nigga, down. when you, like I said, as, so anybody listen to this, I'm sometimes talking when I first moved in 03 to a nigga who's here now, this is my home. Yeah. Like, in 03, I thought y'all niggas was lying. Yeah. A little bit after that, I'm like, yo, these niggas in LA is copying y'all. Like, even fucking uh, the mustard be copying y'all yeah. beats. But you I got to ask you. I got to I got to ask you. I got to ask you this, right? Because, and you 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 came to Oakland at a tough time. Like, Oakland yeah. was fucked up. Like, that was the first beginning of gentrification, right? Dude, it so, didn't even start yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just weird, right? So, you seen the whole thing, right? You base, you are a, 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 you are a citizen. Like, you know what's up. You're Yo, a part of the culture. This is, this is the crazy part. I moved out here on three. Oakland was crazy, right? Yeah. Rent was hella cheap. Hella cheap. Right? Look, yo, I used to hate hella and hecka. <laughs> yeah. I dated a chick yeah. from Vallejo. She said hecka. And then chicks in Oakland would say she was hella ancient. So right, right. hecka is not what Oakland chicks were saying at the time. They would right. say hella. Right. But chicks in Vallejo would still say hecka. Right. But I hated both of those words. Now I say hella a lot. I say before I used to say mad, because in New York we'd be like, yo, I got mad. But just think about I this. Mad, just think about mad, this mad. though. What think about how much culture is crazy though, right? Yeah. 
and now even saying go dumb, right? Yeah. That dumb, stupid, retarded shit started in New York. Like, son, that shit was dumb. That's oh, that shit was mad. Don't no. that shit. You know what I mean? It was just us really trying to really not even trying. It probably was subconscious, yeah, it was just subconscious. a part of the culture. If you listen to all Easy E NWA shit. Word, word up. Mm-hmm. Same shit. That's why when you watch Mozzie and he say shit like that, this dude ain't nothing. He, he a piece of the culture. You can yeah. just tell. It's a reason why he's excelling. He's a piece of the culture. He know exactly what it takes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I be locking in on niggas like, this nigga is a genius. Like, you can say all your slang, talk how you want to talk. I be like, this nigga is a genius. Like, they really need to break down how uh, I think Complex or one of them channels got the blueprint. They need to break down some of these niggas' minds. The rap genius joint? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the blueprint. Because I watched a few moguls, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. hundreds and oh, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but actually, you know what I'm saying? That that can actually transition yeah. into what I wanted to talk about next, too, yeah, right? Yeah. I wanted to talk about, so you you in New York. Oh, so I, I don't know if we're skipping ahead or going we back might a be little bit. Go through it. It's all but did you, did you, um, you went to FIDM, is that what it was? I went to FIDM out here. FIDM? Yeah, yeah. I went to oh, FIDM. you went to FIDM San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. I got out. So um, I moved back here. I, I, I moved to New York in 2011. I told my daughter that that's an yeah. option. She, yeah. She likes So it. I moved to, to New York in 2011. They stationed me back home. That's when I got back into doing the shoes. Okay. And when I got back into doing the shoes, I was like, and at this time, I'm like, okay, I got kids out here in the Bay and I live in New York. Okay. I'm not going to be no absentee father. Okay. So I said, this is it. I can't move no more. So I did what I had to do to get them to move me back to San, move here. So they moved me to San Francisco. Okay. And I was not moving me to San Francisco, but my job was in Treasure Island. I was at the Coast Guard base there. And I got out in 2014. And the, when I got out, I said, yo, the funny thing is what made me want to get out, I was at the post office. And okay. I'm in line. I'm customizing shoes. Right? I got like, I had did the KD7s and I had made them look like the Yeezys, put the snakeskin on them. And I had did like a, you order, you know, I did an order like 10 pairs. So, you know, I got these 10 pairs I'm shipping out to the customers. Okay. And I'm on a line and I'm looking at the dude at the, at the register and I'm like, yo, did this nigga say when he was a kid, I want to work at the post office when I get older? I said, nobody ever says that. No. But we, life comes in and life gets in the way and you settle. And I'm like, yo, I got, at the time I had two daughters and I'm like. What we always talk about. I said, life, you don't, yeah. circumstances kill your dreams. Exactly. So, like, because I, I used to tell my daughters when I did live in New York and they lived here and I would get them for the summer and they would cry emotionally at the airport when I give them back to their mom and I'm crying with them because I hate to see my kids cry. And they're like, why you can't, they're like, why you can't live here in California? I'm like, because I'm in the military and this time. They're like, why you can't get a different job? You know, so my kids is like, at the time, they're like three and five. They don't understand. Yeah. They don't understand a grown-up, you know? So we're trying to tell, you know, children, adolescent, we're trying to tell them grown-up problems with an adolescent mind. They can't comprehend that, mm-hmm. right. you know? So I was like, I can't. I said, you know what? I said, I need to get back to the Bay. And when I got back to the Bay, I told my kids, I said, um, I'm never moving again. I'm never leaving, y'all. I'm here for good. Yeah. So the Coast Guard tried to move me again to New York because I came on a humanitarian transfer, like, hardship. And it was like, I was here for uh, nine months, and it was like, yeah, we're going to move back to New York. New York's like, we don't need him. He's qualified there. Let him stay there. He needs yeah. to help his family. Yeah. Because my, my BM was going through some issues, and I was here to help her. And it, and they didn't want to do that. I said, well, then let me on my contract. I'm good. So you, I see how they, you see how they treat yeah. our servicemen yeah. while they exactly. talking all that shit? Like, exactly. They, they, so my job in New York, they were in New York. I mean, in the military, we call it, when you have a job, it's called building it. 
Okay. They were overbilleted in New York, so they did not need me. Right. They were underbilleted in San Francisco. I was qualified, and they needed me. Right. But yet they still tried to force me to move back to New York. For what? And I, I wonder what was they benefit. There was no benefit in it. This is the bullshit, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not finna play this game no more. Right. You know. So I said, Nah, I'm good. I want a hardship discharge. Mm-hmm. So I got out earlier than my contract. I wasn't even okay. prepared to get out. So like, man, my cousin got out the military. This nigga wouldn't make his bed. Yeah. And somehow this motherfucker went to jail, and he still got a house on his yeah. on his on his shit. Right. So 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 I get out, you know what I'm saying? And when I get out, I wasn't like when I got it was abruptly like they was like yeah probably take six months before they process you and you get out. It's like two months. Yeah, I didn't have enough money saved up because I went on a hardship transfer. You have to pay to move yourself, so I had to pay ten thousand out of my own money to move myself back here to California. Then didn't have the money to rent an apartment. You know you got to put the Deposit down and all this other That's shit. hella money. You know what I'm saying? Hella money. Yeah, we in the Bay now. This is not the Bay Area in 2003. Mm-mm. This is the new gentrified Bay Area where it costs money. A motherfucker right. would have let you come in for no money then. Right. I remember when I, I used, when <laughs> I first moved out here, I, I had got an apartment up there by the uh, Hill Hilltop Mall. Oh yeah. Where they were building them nice apartments yeah, yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It was like two months free rent. Yeah, yeah. I remember that sign. Yeah, it was two I remember months that sign. free rent in the concierge behind the Chevron. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So now. <laughs> No, you yeah. ain't doing that now. You need about two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. Man, first, last, right? Eight hundred right. credit score. They, yeah, they doing like New York do you now. So, you know, so I'm like, yo, I'm not moving no more. I told my daughters this, so they they let me out. And at the time they let me, I had like eleven hundred dollars in my name. My Cardinal, my Mercedes Cardinal was like nine hundred. My apartment was thirteen hundred, and I only had eleven hundred. I'm not from the Bay. I have no family here, so I had no choice. You have to make it or you're homeless. Like so, when people will be like. Oh, you're here, you're at this level? Motherfucker. I had $1,100 in my bank account and had no job. And the way my um, the way my discharge was, the unemployment office didn't understand it. So I was denied unemployment. So I didn't even get an unemployment. So it was four months before I got my unemployment, my first unemployment check. So at this time, I'm just sitting here taking custom orders, you know what I'm saying, paying my rent, paying my car, no, hoping, you know, and, and, and this is, uh, I got out in July, school doesn't start to September, so from July to September, I gotta make, I gotta be able to survive until September, because once September comes, I can go to school, but I won't get my first school check until October 1st, so from, from, from July 14th, 2014, to October 1st, I have to fend for myself with $1,100 in my bank account and having $2,600 a month in bills, and this is not even take care of my kids. And, and I did that. I fucking got out. I fucking took custom orders. I did this. I did that. I never looked back. You know what I'm saying? I opened my own store with no loans. I, we paid to do all the construction work ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, I had no is, choice. Is your store the old Foot Locker or next door? It's next door to where Foot Locker was at. Yeah. Well, Foot Locker. What street Sip, you on? I'm on, no, I'm on 14th uh, in Broadway. So it's, it's the Foot Locker that was on Broadway, and then it's that little pizza spot, and then it's our spot, and then it's Rite Aid. Rite Aid is gone. It's gone. The pizza spot is still there. Foot Locker is it's gone. It's a uh, newspaper shop? No, that's that's 13. Okay. The newspaper shop. I'm right on 14. Gotcha. Across. Oh, yeah. The other o- side Oaklandish. Yeah. Right. Oaklandish is right there. Then it's the, uh, where Foot Locker was. Right. They're no longer there. And then it's the pizza place, the Bells, I know, Side exactly. Bells, and then it's okay. my store. Is that and right? It's right here. And you've been there how long? A year. Red, well, recording. we've been open for a year, but we've been there like a year and six months. Because we had to do the build out and everything. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, um, 
Who, who, it was you went through a person or the real estate people to go through that, like the company to find that, uh, to find the, the, the building. It was it the it wasn't the Collier's, the no, it was it, what is it, LGB? Okay, no, I know the reason I asked because I had uh, uh, a situation and I, uh, the lady name was Raina Tenzi or whatever. Her kid actually, his friend makes shoes, like okay. something that's similar to Tom's or okay. some shit like that. I, I forgot yeah. the company, but yeah. they, uh, she has been trying to lease the spot under the Uptown Apartments uh, okay, forever. Okay. It was like yeah. in between the ice cream yeah. joint or whatever. Yeah, but it's, it was a lot, but like, yeah, it was a lot, the build out, all that shit. They was going to kick in a lot, the city and all, but where your spot is, see, this is what I like. I'm on Broadway. I, you own Broadway for one, but I don't like, I like the I like the somehow feel of being in that kind of building. Yeah. In an old let me tell you why. It's like going to skate shops, going to Hate Street, going to like going different places to find this shit. This is where the culture lived. This is where it's, you know what I'm saying? Like for you to for you to for you to no. see like I be like I geek out about shit don't nobody else want to talk about. The like, same shit you just said, like how you said Hate Street and you, you it's the like the atmosphere, it ain't like that. Like for you it is, right. but now like like having a store to me, I was like, "Yo, this is the shit." Right. But I get more orders online than people to come. To of store. course. Like but when I release shoes, I let people do pre-orders, and usually when I do the pre-orders, it's for people that don't live in California. Yeah. Mind you, when I ship them out, I'm looking at the addresses. Eighty percent of my pre-orders come from niggas that live in the Bay. Instead of coming down to the store, like, "Yo, my store is fire." Like he's got a balcony, the DJ, the shit. Like but you it's, know a, what? it's a boutique, you a know. real boutique. Nothing in there you can buy in the mall. You know what? It's like this though. It's it's the times because I know somebody else. Uh, shout out to my boy Kwong. He got a clothing line called Kinetic. They got mainland skate shop, and it's the same thing. Like you sell a lot online, but the thing is, you're not a rapper, you're not a entertainer, you're not a you're not a basketball player, you're not none of that. I'm sure your shit came up since you. We'll talk about that, yeah. but I'm saying because of that, it's like a. Um, it's like a it's like a dick riding culture. I just gotta call it, it for what it is, right? Culture, if a motherfucker know you from something, I don't know, like if you was on a reality show or some bullshit, some real bullshit, right? Yeah. Me, I look at it from a different eye. I see you on it like fucking nigga making shoes. Like, first of all, I done seen a bunch of what uh, shoes. We see niggas with with bread, like right? We see niggas with bread. Shout out to Master Pete, right? But niggas had some fucked up shoes. Shout out to Shaq. Man, I'm in this culture, man. When they asked, I don't know what sneaker show I was watching, but they asked Currency, like, you had to wear the P. Millers? Like, he was like, yeah, nigga, you know what I'm saying? I think he was in the commercial. Yeah, I think that was full size running. That full size, size running, actually, yeah. Where, 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 yeah. Uh, Currency was on And it. I seen another one maybe when they went to his closet and they was looking uh, at his shit. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, uh, in there. Huh? Yeah, no, he just talked about it because they just brought it up. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm with the dotters with the spinning rims. Chris Weber, what was you? Uh, Man, that (laughs) shit got out of control, man. Like, um, yeah, but like, so going to the school. Yeah. What was that like? Going to fashion school? Oh, Corey, check check your camera and see if it's. uh, I mean, the battery is charged over there. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, what was that like though? So, uh, so when I went right, uh, the funny, the funny thing is right. When I was getting out, I knew I was gonna go to school because of the Montgomery GI Bill. Mm-hmm. Now the new GI Bill, post nine eleven, they actually give you rent money and school money. 
So I was like, I'm definitely going to go to school in San Francisco because San Francisco, you get BH E5 with dependents. At the time, San Francisco BH E5 with dependents was $4,000 a month. Okay. So I'm getting $4,000 a month to pay my rent. And cool. also, mm-hmm. you also paying the school. So right. basically, I'm getting paid $4,000 a month to go to school. Cool. So that's a job. That's a job. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm definitely going to go to school in San Francisco. I, I and didn't you treated it serious. I didn't even know y'all that they had a fashion school out here. Oh, yeah. So I was single at the time, and I was think, I think it was plenty of fish. I think I met some chick on plenty of fish, right? I'm bored, going to a little dating app, and plenty of fish went. I think I went on a date with some Filipino chick, and she was like, "Oh, you do sneakers, whatever, such such." I was like, "Yeah." I was telling her I was showing shit. She was like, "Oh yeah, I went to fit them." And I was like, "What's that?" She was like, "Oh, the Fashion Institute for Design and Merchandise." I said, "So you should go there because at the time that week, I was actually set up to go on a tour of Academy of Art. That's okay. who I was going to go to. Okay, I was going to Academy of Art, San Francisco." So she had told me about fit them, and that put the bug in my ear. That we only went on one day. We didn't click, you know. I mean, I just like black women, man. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was bored. But, but, but honestly, man, you got some <laughs> information like, out of that motherfucking date. Yeah, yeah, that date, <laughs> that date, man, right now because I went. So that that was I think we went on a date on Friday. That Monday I already had my schedule for uh, Academy of Art. Okay. So I went to Academy of Art, and I'm. They take you on like a, a little bus and you go around because they all around San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they showing us this and this and that. And the whole time I'm like, they talking about, they showing us the airbrushing lab, like the screen printing, all this shit, the sewing machines, like the shit to make sweaters. And I'm like, where the math at? Where the reading at? They're like, oh no, we don't do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm still, at this time, I'm thinking I was, oh, I was like 35, I think I was 35. Okay. And I'm like, Nah, I'm like, I'm going, I'm still thinking, I'm going to college, like, what if I don't like this fashion shit, and I got to get a real job, I need some credits that's going to transfer over to another school, right, right, you feel me, and I'm like, they're like, oh, no, we just, I'm like, man, I'm not trying to be a slave to a sewing machine, like, I need math and all of that, so I had to remember what she said about them, I went, I went, I met them, and it was like, oh, yeah, you got your uh, advanced math, your retail math, and all of this, and I was like, Alright, so they gave me like two papers. They was like, well, what do you do? I was like, well, I customize shoes. I'll take it from here and I'll make it look better and I'll charge more. You know, they was like, okay, well, um, so they told me like, okay, because you, you have to do a portfolio for these kind of schools. So at the time, I was going to go in for fashion design because I was like, I'm a fashion designer, right? I was like, I already know how to do shoes. Y'all not going to teach me shit. I don't know about shoes. Right. So my phone had died because my phone died so I couldn't show them my customs. So I went back and I had the the portfolio for fashion. I drew like my whole line. It was like, okay, yeah, this is good. And then I showed them because this time when I went back and give them that, I showed them what I did with shoes. And they was like, man, you might want to go into product development. And he's like, it's like fashion design. You do all of that, but you also learn the business side. I was like, oh, that sounds good. I like business because I want to own. I don't want to work for nobody. So um, then I showed them like a Jordan, and then I showed them when I did it over. It was like, how much was it before you got? It? I said one ninety. How much is it now? It's eleven hundred dollars. It was like. Yeah, you need you need to go to product development. Yeah. So for me, my they said, okay, so basically we want you to show us five shoes you did before you did them, and then after you did them, and how much you made for it. Okay. So I came back the next day, I posted, and it was like the president of the school wanted to meet me. They was okay. like, the president of the school was like, why they was like, why do you want to come here? Like, like what can we do for you? You're already successful, you're already doing this. I said, right. I don't know the lingo, I don't know the business lingo, I don't right. know. The fashion, like this, everything I'm doing, I'm self-taught. Right. You know, I want to learn that industry stuff. Plus, you know, this is, you know, they was like, well, we're happy to have you. Like, they were like, it was, they was like, it, it reversed to right. me want to come in. It was like, oh, we would love to have right. you. Right, right. You know, 
Right. So, uh, so you know, I, I got in and everything like that. And, and, you know, one thing when I went to school the first time when I was there, um, I would like I was a barber. I was earning the money. And then when my first year of college, actually, that's when I started getting hot off of the customs. So I'm like, man, this school is taking away from my time on doing shoes. Okay. You know, because I was making hella bread off of doing the Gucci Air Force Ones. So I dropped, I ended up dropping out of school, and my mom had got sick. She had got canceled while I was in school. So I really couldn't focus after that because it's just always been me and her. Okay. And I was just like, I didn't have to focus. So I just stayed with cutting hair and doing shoes. So now, all the way back, I'm here, and I'm like, yo, I really got to go hard with this like, right now. Like, I got to give this a shot. So now I'm in the school. And I said the first time I was in school, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really want to go to school. I did it because I was my the first of my mom's six kids that graduated high school. Yeah. And went straight to college. So this was something I was doing for my mom. Not really that I knew what I wanted to do because I was going to be a, a kindergarten teacher. That's why I was going to college for the first time. Okay. So now I said when I go to school and my first daughter she had passed away, I went to her gravesite. I always do this. You God know, bless. like you know, like um. Like, people do, like, um, New Year's resolutions. I do graveside promises. Okay. So I go to my daughter's grave. I say, I'm going to be an honorable student. I was never an honorable student, never in school. I was always smart enough to be it, but I was just so talented that I never really pushed myself. I was like, I'm okay. going to just do enough to pass. So I said, I'm going to be an honorable student. In my first year of college, boom, straight A's. My first quarter. So I got the honorable, did that. So I ended up graduating with honors. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I killed it. I went through like I'm I'm running I'm running my own business doing all this and going to school at the same time, you know, and I'm killing it. Yeah. You know, so I ended up graduating with honors. I think I had a 3.8 GPA. Wow. You know, and this is like while working, like yeah. this kid's not even working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm running my business. My business is actually growing and making real good money, and I'm still able to. Corn, you know what this rich. is, right? Red, you know what you know what Fiddle is. This is a fashion fashion school, like. You know what I mean? This man is learning how to really, you know, this is cutting soap. Yeah, and, and the thing with Fitham is people think, oh, like, they're like, oh, it's a fashion school. Like, no, and we ain't just sewing. Yeah. Like, we got a class called the Power Process. Right. That's the only class you're really sewing in. Right. Like, we're learning uh, Photoshop and stuff. Right. But then I'm actually taking retail math. Right. I'm taking, I'm taking, uh, uh, not re just not retail math, I'm taking advanced math. Right. I'm also taking history. I'm taking <laughs> all my, as a G, it's called general studies. At all my general studies, I'm an A student. Okay. Like, I got A's in every general class, like math, all that. And I wasn't even, that wasn't even my thing. So, let me ask you this. Like, I, I even with me, like, yeah. like I just got a, like, I, I got a love for shit so much. Like, even when, when, when I was just buying shit, like, we was buying so much streetwear mm -hmm. that I wanted to know what was so special, like, especially about the just plain shit, right? I had to understand the the height to right. I had to understand, and that's a part of the business, right? That's yeah. a part of because Supreme has showed us a business model that no one has thus far, right? All in house, kept it in, like didn't do much, like trolling a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, so building up, building. There'll never be another. See, this is the thing. There'll never be. Another I always Supreme. ask that question. There, there, there will never be another Supreme. Like I'm not a Supreme head at all. Like I never was into the skateboard culture. And I remember when Supreme started in New York. I even to this day, there's, there's nothing to me. There's nothing dope about Supreme. Well, they don't they don't design anything. No, this stuff is basic. Yeah, and bullshit. it's and it's 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 really it's really just uh, culture. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like what is that? They're, they're, they're like the, yeah, they're like the they're the fucking Louis Vuitton of streetwear. Like straight up, Louis Vuitton actually bought them. Right. Yeah. So let me get into this because me and my uh, I got to shout out my Cash boy Kwan again. We always over a billion 
Yeah, they cashed in. We talking about this though. We talking about. And, that, and and that's no knock to Supreme. I'm just no, saying, no knock like, to, to me as a fashion designer and just where I'm from. Like I just di- I don't see what's dope about it to me. Like I understand people like it and and it's just the people. Like if you have people that's willing to pay for it, because it's not like Supreme in one hand gets a bad rap because of the resale prices. But you gotta understand, Supreme's not selling that shit for four hundred dollars. No, they're, they're not selling four hundred dollars t-shirts. They're no. selling it for like thirty, forty, whatever they charge. What they actually doing is controlling their own market. They yeah. not letting their shit go extinct. Yeah, you because can buy Supreme. This is Supreme. this is what I did notice in buying streetwear. Right. Mm-hmm. This is something that my own observation. Now I ain't no expert because I ain't no skater, right. and I don't wear all skate clothes. Right. I had all the phases. Right. And when I say uh, street, I can say urban, whatever they want to call it. You know, with uh, Sean John, yeah. that motherfucker's still holding on. I don't know how that brand is living. But it's some niggas that go to your family reunion yeah. with a Sean John fit on right now. That's because they get it from Ross. Yeah, yeah. No, or, 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 uh, or, or, yeah, or Macy still got it. Yeah. Macy's the last motherfuckers holding on to it. Well, no, it might be gone now. The new Frisco Macy's might not got that because they in the women's building. They had to cut that off. But look, so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying about that shit is like um, it's their marketing and it's their strategy. And they didn't even do it intentionally. No, they didn't. It was the people that did it. That came along with skateboards. Like That's you organic. do one cool. It's the collabs. Yeah. The collab with and Nike. It's organic. Like, and it's it, organic. It came yeah. really from being yeah. in New York and embracing skater culture. Like this dude from Supreme, like who was working at also at Stussy, yeah. Stussy, right. He was, he was at Stussy as well. It was real skate culture. Real like like I think I seen the thing. He was paying fifteen hundred dollars for rent in Manhattan. He That's was, unheard of. and they right. was just outside skating. Yeah, and it was just outside. Skating. But I didn't been to skate shops and seen this because you know with the people that work there, like it's an organic thing. But like I said, I got into SBs when I seen them put rappers. Right. I was like, like what you the got fuck? Into Hold it on, because of De La Soul, because of my like culture. Yeah, right. I'm like, because what the fuck? Culture. Like, yeah. you what know what I'm saying? That's the Nike Dunks, and SB means uh, skateboarding, so what they do is they make the tongue a little thicker for cushioning and padding, because if you're skating, because what happened was, in like 2000, skaters started wearing Jordan 1s, and then like one pop skater started wearing Dunks, he started doing the tricks in the Dunks, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so, and then Nike, somebody at Nike was smart enough to be like, hey, we need to capitalize mm-hmm. on this. So then they started making dunk SBs where they started taking the tongue and putting padding in it to for shock absorption, which a yeah. fucking tongue is not shock absorption. And it's a flat. But, but they was already flat. skating the Jordan one because it's but, a flat shoe. Yeah, because it was a flat shoe. You so know what it, I'm it, it was like it was like a natural thing. Like somebody just had. It wasn't even like the person was trying to be fashion fashionable. Not at all. If you look at some of them early colorways that's worth most money, they ugly as shit. Yeah. Like, just to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of them ugly, like, and I got the early Tiffany's. Because they would do, like you said, they would start finding a dope skater and be like, yo, do a shoe with us. And then, and then, I don't know if somebody at Nike, somebody at Nike started doing this, or somebody like the Diamond Supply ones, the early ones, right? They made those with Tiffany box colors, right? So, and they throw that color out there, they don't, they don't say it, but they do. I'll give you a perfect example. Like, if you want to call this a culture vulture, they, they vultured you. I got some Nike SBs. They got banned. Gucci got a cease and desist. Yeah. They was going to be called the Paid and Fools, right? They were supposed to be the Dapper Dan outfit. Or they covered, they album covered, yeah. Eric B. and Rakim. The sneaker guys woke me up that morning. I swear to God. I just called around. I was like, hey, when those come out? And people said, oh, no, Nike discontinued. There was some stores in Berkeley that had them. I, I them drove to Santa day. Cruz because nobody here would sell them to me. I went to Bill's Wheels in Santa Cruz. He said, you want me to mail them? I said, fuck no. I oh, rolled man, up. Get them motherfuckers. 
I couldn't believe it. It's like SB all over, but I was and like, it's a monogram. It's, it's a, a monogram. monogram. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's and why they I pulled them. But if you got them, they probably you got them. Bread, but right? this is the thing about the culture vulture shit. Dapper Dan wasn't gonna get nothing. And technically, you put it on the shoe, but it's his design. He designed those coats, right? Uh, uh, and they, to me, they should just tap in with these people. Like, you don't know what kind of royalty they willing to take. Just anything, like, yeah. but just to stay relevant to the culture and what they mean to us, right? Yeah. This, this should all come back together. So, like, uh, and Gucci got on them. It's just like um, Supreme, right? Define. I don't. I forget the lady name, but her art. That's her art. That box logo or that in that font like that. She has hella fucking words written out like that. She, they sued her. Yeah, it's originally oh, oh, her yeah. shit. Yeah, the, the, that 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 the, box logo and font is her shit. Yeah, I, I can't think of I her name. I just saw it last week. I watched the documentary. Right, right, right. I've been I watched it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. sued her, and it's her, her shit. Her own shit. It's her shit. They no, just got no, no. I think they just sue her. Supreme sued somebody else who was doing it. Okay. But Supreme sued somebody else who was doing that, and she finds it ironic because she never sued Supreme for copying her shit. Right. They but can't she, sue her. But she can't do. She shit. can't do shit. Like she can't. It's over because they probably copyrighted it. That's her copyrighted right. trademark. Just spin the bread. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they lived and died on. That's their biggest selling shit. Just a box logo. Yeah. Change it up a little bit every now yeah. and then. Just some bullshit, right? But so getting into streetwear, right? Yeah. Like. Um, well, but well, I want to I want to get on streetwear before I get I get on after you got out right yeah, yeah, of school. Yeah. I want to talk about because um, I was seeing your work everywhere and wouldn't have even known like you know what I'm saying because I be hip to this shit and like I said if you stand in line for shit you are gonna see somebody with some shit some yeah. customs or you go to a sneaker event you go to something cool enough you are gonna see somebody right so in in the times of the streetwear so you said you never got into like. You never got into like um, s- sneaker culture, right? I mean, not sneaker culture, SB skate culture, or none of that shit, right? So, like at this time during school, after school, like what was your fashion? What was you wearing in in high school and stuff like that? Or well, he, while you was here? Oh, while I was out here? Yeah. All right. So when I was out here, because y- y'all was head of hella far behind on where we was at in New York. So what I would do, I would always go back home to New York. Every trip. Okay. Because when I say every trip, it's because every three months I was here, and then three months we was out on the ocean doing drug patrols. So when we would come back here into the bay, I would, the first day we, I get off the boat, I'm going to plane to New York. And that's when, like, back then, JetBlue was $99 flights mm-hmm. each way. $200, I'm back in New York, and everybody in the boat give me money, like, yo, cop me this, cop me that, cop me that from New York. So I was going, you know, still the whole throwback in Jersey phase was still popping. Okay. But I would always just go back home to New York, I'd buy all the mixtapes. So I never wanted to lose my accent. <laughs> right, okay. Because I was like so hated the, the hella term. And yeah. I'm sitting there, I done said hella about hella time. <laughs> but I was hey, like, you know why? I'm about to fuck you up, though. <laughs> We've been saying that since I, I was born, right? But when, And hecka. But when, let me tell you something about that word. When you really think about it, there is no equivalent word in no other culture. What's the equivalent word to hella in Texas? I don't know, but in New York, it's mad. Mad. We used to say mad. I was like, yo, I got mad Jordans. Out here, I'm like, yo, I got heck of Jordans. I got hella Jordans. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. 
or she mad stupid. Right, she right, mad right. Because in Atlanta, they be saying she got damn. Like, she, she got damn. Bro, y'all be she like, got she damn. Dumb. That could be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, y'all had she game hella fire. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, but now, I'm going to tell you something, though. The lingo's kind of mixed up. And, and that's even going back to my culture. Like, I always listen to shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 my favorite Nas album ain't. Which one is it? It ain't Illmatic. It was written. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas was going crazy on it was written and motherfuckers wasn't even giving like they like yeah, it was written well because that was the second album right that was one with Jay Z was like you got one hot album the others and eh. listen one was ill man I peeped man. you fronting I was in the jeep sunk in the seat tinted with heat beats bumping across oh, the street you was wilding yo talking about wait, how wait, you ran it was written why was that like, the same album now if I would yeah like, listen that was the first if, song I ever wrote down to learn the words to. Nas was my favorite rapper at the time, if and I was in the same junior high school as him. Well, okay. If a motherfucker yeah, didn't understand is, what he yeah, was yeah. saying, my, I was in a Jeep sunk in the seat, right tinted with heat, beats yeah. bumping. Yeah, that's Cross the street, you was wilding. So you can't see it? Yeah. I'm looking at this shit. Cross the street, you was wilding. Talking about how you ran the island. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. But but I love Illmatic and all that shit, you know what I'm saying, for what it was. And it was a classic, and they talk about the producers and shit. But I just think niggas get in certain pockets. Cause after that, motherfucker might have said he lost a step. You leave it up to motherfuckers who be dissing and say, you know, it's just different phases. But he a great. But back to the fashion yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you ain't you ain't fucking with no diamond supply. I mean, you ain't fucking with no FTP. Right. You ain't fucking with no. No, you know what it is. Uh, what you wearing? What you wearing at this time? You wearing just throwbacks? Oh, back in 04, 03? No, maybe time? wait, wait, wait. This is I'm talking about. Well, shit. Cause you was like oh three you said throwback, but what about throwback. after school? After you got out of school? Oh, like, after I graduated. I well, that graduated. was recent, or just up up in between okay, that time. Okay, so in between that, like one thing. All right, I'm from New York, right? But not only am I from New York, but even just being from New York, I'm my I'm my mother's son, and my mother never liked to wear the same shit twice. So I always always wanted to stand out and not wear what everybody else was wearing. So I never like if I like I don't have like. You got an Apple laptop. I fucking hate Apple. Okay. Right? Like, I hate Apple because, like, it's like, I feel like it's almost like clones. <laughs> right? Because at, I went to Fitum. Right? Uh-huh. Fitum in San Francisco is it the Apple store. Okay. And then Fitum. Okay. So when I would go to school in the morning, it's motherfuckers on the Apple line with a fucking Apple phone. And they're going in there. There's no new Apple phone now. So I was like, why the fuck are you here? And it'd be like a lot of uh, uh, Asian tourists. Tourists, yeah. Right, right. right. But it's like, yo. The fuck Apple iPhone six is out. There's no seven out yet. You have a six. Can I tell why you why? Fuck? And you should. I, I just I, don't I, understand I'm gonna tell you. I'm, and this is crazy. <laughs> Ironically, you out of all people should understand this. A person like you, person like Virgil, person like Kanye West. Let me tell you why. It's the aesthetic. The store looks like a phone. The idea of the the, crazy the idea of the plainness. The, right. It draws you in no matter what. Like the crazy part, it doesn't draw me in. I think it's corny. Yeah, like yeah, but me, that's your, but that's yeah, your, right, right. but I'm saying, but 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 if you step outside yourself and you be like, okay, because I'm sure you been in school and seen people's projects that they was just flabbergasted, like, oh my god, this is brilliant. You was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sure it was I mean, shit. It's just yeah. a part of, you know what I mean? It's yeah, that yeah. thing. But Apple figured it out. Like no, even yeah, even yeah, with yeah, all the store, even right. with all the stores, big windows. Like I'm a person that just tweak. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I might hit my joint and just sit right there and be like. <laughs> Fuck these windows. And then I Google, how big is the windows at the Apple Store? Like, what did they do? Why did they slant the roofs? You know, no. thinking back to, uh, um, just think about history and shit, why, why, right. things that they did. No, it's some, it's and when they wasn't lazy thinkers, when right. they had to say, oh, you know what? 
you a king or a queen or a judge, yeah. some type of majesty, put you in a higher chair, make sure you look, look over. Down. Same thing goes on in court today. We use them designs, right? So just thinking about the aesthetics of it, like, oh, this shit draw people in. The funny, yo, that's the thing. Like, I'm such of a, I don't know how, I'm such of an outsider that I don't like that. Like, like me, I've never, I've never camped out for a shoot. Me neither. I never will. I, I stayed in line a long time. Right. I never, I never even did the line thing. Yeah, like, I, I did. I, I'm impatient, right? The first time I ever camped out for a shoot was my own shoot. Mm. Like I, when I when I released the Ballad Victorian, the VV1, the first release, we were our store was still being under construction. Okay. So it's four o'clock in the afternoon, and I get a call from my contractor, and he's like, "Yo, there's some dude outside of the door." And he's just sitting, he's there. And I told him, like, the shooter's not tomorrow. He said, I know. I said, I said, put him on the phone. I said, hello? He was like, yeah, what's up? I was like, yo, the shooter don't come out to Saturday. It's only Friday. He said, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to wait here until then. And this was 4 o'clock on Friday. I'm like, I'm like, yo, okay. I'm like, damn, I don't know who this person is, right? But he's like, yo, because my first shoe, I said, the only way you could buy it is in-store. I'm not going to sell it online. I'm not going to do anything. You have to come to the store to buy it. Right. So an hour passes by. Contractor calls me again. He's like, yo, it's another person out here. And then another person. So I'm like, okay. I, now it's three people waiting outside the store until the next day. So I'm like, oh, they're camping out. I never camped out before. I'm like, fuck it. Yo. I be there in 20 minutes. I'm about to come and camp out with y'all. So I get my chair. Yeah. Fucking got the mascot, Tiger Mask. Yeah. And we out there in fucking the downtown Oakland. And I'm on a chair. And we're outside sleeping to wait for my shoe that's coming out. I don't have to do this. Wow. But I've never, ever camped out. And I'm like, yo, these people, I'm an independent designer. You know, the third person online came from New York. Yeah, you get to sit out there with them. So, yeah. like, so yeah. now we got to go back. Why are you out like, here? What like, this is the thing. You're independent, right? Like, when you're independent, like, I'm doing it all myself. I, I never took a loan of, I don't owe shit to nobody. Mm-hmm. Everything I have is my own, right? Like, I didn't, I didn't borrow shit. Like, and, and, and the thing, like, I watch, I, like, I, like he said, he, he, you know, he watches shit. You pay attention. Like, I watch Shark Tank. And I see all these people sell their fucking business to these fucking, what do they call them? Uh, what do you, uh, venture capitalists. They sell their fucking business 50%, 20%, 30% for $100,000. But do you, think there's a, do you think there's a lane for people who want to sell businesses that they feel like they're going to peak early and then flop? For instance, like, how much money did, I thought about this the other day. How much money did they drop into hoverboards? I have no idea. No, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm right, just saying. Right, right. Just as a random thought, like everybody went crazy, and then the next Christmas it was like, the "Fuck is a hoverboard." But see that, that, and that's the thing. Right now, we're in a microwave society. Like it, it, back in the '90s, that hoverboard would been popping for three what? years. What nigga? Pogo like, sticks was popping for right. Right. Well, what, many people, uh, what about a pogo ball, uh, nigga? That motherfucker. Fidget spin. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. That shit lasted a year. Them motherfuckers was sixteen dollars when yeah. I first bought my daughter one. Now they in the dollar store. Dollar stuff. But see, this is the thing. Our our uh, attention span is so short. Even adults, like oh, even yeah, me, like I'm guilty of this shit, right? Yeah, like, me too. I came up in the age where we call each other. I I I can look at my phone right now. I don't have one call that lasts over three minutes. Yeah. 
Everything's like everything I was just texting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and part of that was part of being in the military because when I was my last two units in the Coast Guard, I was comms. So, like in New York, I was an air traffic controller, but for boats. So the whole eight hours, I'm on a, a headset, like the video game headset with the mic right here, and I'm talking to boats. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you got the, the Diane B going up the East River. Uh, so when I tell them that, they have to then get on another channel, call the Diane B, like we're going to pass each other port to port or starboard to starboard, whatever, but it's supposed to be port to port. So they're going to pass each other that way. So the whole eight hours that I'm on shift, I'm talking on this, so when I get up, I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, so every yeah, text yeah. me, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm done, done with the talking, yeah. And that kind of, and that is something that I have to try to figure to get the fuck out of. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, like, I don't like that. Like, today, like, well, October welcome 8th. to No Vultures. Right. That's what we have. This is our, this right. is our therapy, man. Right, therapy. The culture. So October 8th, it was, uh, um, it was a bobblehead night at, at the Warrior Stadium. Okay. Oracle. And I did Steph Curry shorts at the parade. I, I know that. Right, that he's wearing. He wore at the parade, and now they made a bobblehead wearing my shorts. So October 8th, Steph Curry, you know, he has me and my family, my wife, my daughters, my son. We go to the game to meet him, you know. So after the game, we're chilling with Steph Curry. He's signing the shorts and the bobbleheads for us. And, you know, and I get home that same night. My house is burglarized. Oh, ain't that a bitch. Niggas broke my back door window and fucking robbed you know what I'm saying? They, they robbed my house. They robbed my sneakers. They pretty much the only thing they got was my my shoes. Like they stole my. I had the authentic Nike bags, Back to the Future stolen. Those are the cheapest to replace them is ten thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? So they stole all of these fucking shoes, right? And like I don't even care. Like I like I actually had the real Back to the Future shoes, and I actually wore them. Like I would wear them every Halloween. I'll be the Black Martin McFly. Like I wore them shit, so I got my joy out of them. You know what I'm saying? I got the shit that sucks. Is speaking that, of speaking, the shit that sucks about it. Right, but the, the shit that sucks is, yeah, we got violated because our house got broken into, but the, the shit that sucks the most about it is that all the shoes that they took is worth, like, to replace is going to cost me over 60000 but I have insurance. But that's not the, the part that sucks. The part that sucks is that it's not even fun collecting shoes anymore. Yeah, I can tell you. I'm like, tell when you I right got now, a lot of those shoes, as a it, person, was a, it was a joy to figure, like how you as said. As a person I that has a lot, lot of shoes, hours. a lot of motherfuckers then told me that shit didn't happen to them, and I got a lot of shoes. If it happened to me, man, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not going after it like that. Cause I'm yeah. not after it like that now. Yeah, like so, all the shoes I had, I, I wear my shoes because I'm a real collector. I'm not like I'm not like a clout chaser. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to do this because it's cool. Yeah. Like I really love shoes. Yeah. Like, That's what I'm saying. Even now, I still buy SB. Like I'm a type of motherfucker that got some like Bally's stacked to the ceiling. But mm. I was on Bally's. Like I got a way back. I got Louis and Gucci. Shit. But I got hella Bally to the shoes. Like. Me, I'm at home tweaking on the quality of this. Okay, what they doing in Switzerland with the shoe, right? Yeah. I'm tweaking. So that, but which is a good transition to go back to you on yeah, yeah. leaving school, right? And deciding that you want to do what was? Did you automatically okay. go with shoes, or oh, did you say I don't want to do clothes now? No, that's wow. That's a great question. So here we go. All right. So I'm in school within my first year of school, and this is when you know people be like, "Is it worth?" Like, I think you said you have a daughter? Yeah. And you saw about Fidham? Yeah. Right, so this is where when people be like, because I get a lot of DMs, people be like, I seen you went to Fidham. Is it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. And this is why I'm going to tell you why it was worth it. One, when I, I told you when I met the president of the school, they she was talking to me like, I didn't need to be in that school. But if you right. want to come here, sure, just come here. Right. You know? So when I, when I finished school, not even when I finished school, the, within the first year I was there, somebody who went to Fidham, he went to fit him in L.A. 
he seen that I was a FITM alum. He hit me up on an email. He said, yo, I like what you're doing. I see you be customizing shoes. I'm a FITM alum, but I live in China. The black dude. He's like, yo, if you ever want to make your own shoe or anything you want they to make. They be talking about the plug. He's talking plug talk now. Right. He said, he said, he said, now this is, this. I'm still within my first year of school. And he's like, if you ever want to make your own shoe or, or whatever you need, manufacturing, I live out here in China. I can help you out, hook you up. I was like, oh, bet. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So I, I started this email, you know, favorited it. You know, at the time, I was, even though I was still customizing Jordans, in my head, I didn't have my own design yet. And I, was, I wasn't going to rush it either. But I knew in the back of my head, I said, yo, if I ever want to design my own shoe, I'm going to hit dude back up. So fast forward, I finished school. Because when I went to school, like my school, like the, the president of my school, her son works for Nike, right? So, and when I went to school, I was like, I want to work for Nike, right? I want to work for Nike. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I wear, everything I wear is Nike. I want to, I want to work for them. So um, after my, like my third quarter in school, I was like, I started Googling shit. You know, I'm like, yo, how much is that? The lead designer at Nike make? I'm like, all right, he's making 300000 a year. All right, that's what's up. So I had invented, because I went my own website to customize Depot, I had invented Soul Dye, where like the Jordan 11s, when they start turning yellow, you can turn to color the red, blue, black, whatever color. I made a dye that penetrates rubber and doesn't come off. I always wanted to know how in the fuck. Yeah, yeah, he was just looking at it on the I computer. always wanted to know how in the fuck was that happening. Yo, so I had, uh, I, it was videos on YouTube where dudes was dying to shoot, but it would come out. So I was like, I have to figure out a way to make it stronger. And one day, I just figured this shit out. Like, and I got, and then this, so, all right, so I figured it out. I made the dye, and I was wearing it. The shit never, it didn't come off. It like, it went inside the show and stayed. You Wait, know, is you, you this shit bottled up now? You sell this? Yeah, yeah, I sell okay, it. Okay. Oh no, so I'm about to get to the best okay, part. Okay, okay, right? okay. Right, so I'm gonna get to the best part. So I did that, right? And uh, you know, I started making real good money. Like, so I'm going to school. Me and my boy, my my little Filipino partner. He, we him go to school together. He's my guy, right? Yeah. So he's my graphic designer, and you know, I did the die, and I'm like, yo, by the time we get on the bar at Pittsburgh, and by the time we got to San Francisco, I'm like, yo, dude, I already made four hundred dollars. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, we're now we're because we're in the same program, so almost all our classes are the same. I'm like, damn, I'm at a thousand dollars today already, right? So, fucking PayPal hits me, right? Yo, they're like, they like, I'm like trying to do some my shit, like my account is frozen. That's what they do. Yo, my account is frozen, right? And I'm like, so I call them. I'm like, yo, why is my why is my account frozen? They're like, yeah, you made fifty six thousand dollars this month. I was like. Okay, ain't God good? Yeah. They was like, yeah, but we want to know how you made... I said, it's none of your business how I made it. They was like, well, you didn't show us anything to ship. I was like, oh, everything definitely got shipped. So I had to show them all my receipts from the post office that I shipped the items out. Because before that, my account would make like 3000 a month, 4000 Now it went from 4000 10000 Because when Soul Dye first started popping, I was making ten grand a month. But then I... And then like... So what happened, I had a spike where with the 50 because one dude... In New York, he took the dye and dyed his phone posits. Like the phone posit part, you know, phone posits like and you can't really customize them shit. He fucking started dying the phone posits, and he's he went with a razor blade and was scratching the phone posits. He said, "Don't come off. It's it's permanent." So he made like a video on YouTube, and I guess he had a lot of YouTube followers. And then, boom! Wow. Two months in a row, that shit made over fifty thousand dollars. PayPal was like, "Now nah, we're freezing your fucking account." Wow. So now I'm getting my money for school. And I'm making fifty thousand a month on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And, I, and, and, and at the time, I'm like, yo, all my boys so dope. They hold life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm selling die, and I'm killing these niggas. <laughs> like, these niggas is risking their lives selling dope. I'm selling die. Yeah. Like, my bottle is a half an ounce. Okay. A half ounce bottle. Now. Yeah, yeah, the soul dies. Half ounce. But with that half an ounce bottle, that's that was a one ounce bottle we was using. That's not even the new bottles. Right? That's why it's not full over to the top. Because that was like a one ounce bottle. We would do a half ounce bottle, but that half ounce bottle could do like six or seven pairs of shoes because it's so strong. It's concentrated damn near. So I would do that. And the person who would buy it, so that bottle, the half ounce bottle, was $25. And after that $25, I'm making $25 for the bottle, but say he brought in, people who was buying it was charging $75 to die your Jordan 11s. So he would, the person who was doing the, the dying of the shoes was probably making like $500 off of $25. So for a good year, I was fucking Pablo Escobar of fucking customizing. Wow. And that's when it told, that's when I was like, I don't want to fucking customize no more. I just want to keep fucking figuring out shit and then showing people how to do the shit and let them make the money. I'd rather be, your, that's why it's customized Depot. I'll be your Home Depot, let you build your house. Let me ask you this. Do you think that you could have created that same mix up without school? Nah, because when I was in fashion science, that's how I learned how to, about the dyes. Because not only from that dye, then I created this dye, which is the prime dye. Because all of these sneaker companies started going to knitted shoes. So in 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 a uh, uh, damn what the fuck is the name of that class? It's 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 like fabric science. But I was talking to like my teacher and she was telling me, you know, like she I was like, yo, I wanna, you know, I, I didn't want her to knobs on you, but that she was telling me to make fucking money off of this shit. But I was like, yo, you know, this knit, I was showing her this knit. I was like, how could I dye this? And if somebody washes it in the washing machine, it won't bleed, it'll stay permanent. And she was like telling me different things. She was uh she gave she was showing me in the textbook what to read. So I'll be sitting there, I'll be reading, I was like, okay. All right, so this is where they use bolting acid, this, this, and that, boom, boom. So I just started fucking studying the book real hard, and I was actually using the money. So the school I went to, like, my, the military paid for it, but that school is a private school, so it was more than what the military covered. So I still had to take, like, a school loan out of, like, 10000 to, to to, you know, to pay off the school. But I mean, that in a fucking month off of my fucking... Now, that's what I was I about to say. I science teacher. Just the right. same thing. You know what I'm saying? Know, so, it, I made my... Uh, see, a lot of people who went to my school, they didn't make their money back. They're, you know, they're paying, still paying for school. I made my money back within a month. Yeah. The loan that I took out for school with whatever the military covered, I paid. I made it back in a month. Yeah. Because of what I learned in school, I used it because I was like, okay, because people, like in textile, textile science, that was the class. So textile science, they dye shit all the time. You know, you get a wool sweater and you need it for a certain color. Then also in school, I learned about um, trend forecasting. So like even now, I know what's the next popping colors for the next two years. Right. I know what's going to be next. I know what all of these fashion brands are going to use in the next two years because we have trend forecasting. But who do you think, what company would you say that goes absolutely against the grain on the, on the colors? Like, because I know they all try to do the same thing. You know what? A lot of companies go against the grain, but they're not doing it on purpose. They're just, they're just creating. They don't know that it's a, they don't even know that it's a thing called the trend forecasting. You know, because the one thing that's good about today's society is that anybody could really do fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be a popping rapper. Like, yo, little Yachty, yo, I'm popular. I got a million followers. If I make merch, people want to buy it. Well, she's not a fucking with him. Right, but this is the, the... But, and that's the whack part, because he know, like, he's not a fashionable dude. He doesn't know shit about fashion. 
And that's like before. So, you had so to be, what do you think about that? Okay, let me. Since, right. So since I'm, gonna get, that, I'm gonna answer your question right now. Okay. So exactly that. What do I think about that? Like they'll let somebody's popularity bring something. Like they're making How High Part Two. Little Yachty is in it. That don't make no sense, right? Right. There. Little Yachty is in it. He doesn't smoke weed at all. He doesn't do no drugs. He don't do no drugs at all. And um, DC Young Fly is the other character in it. He smokes weed, but Little Yachty doesn't. Like what made How High dope? Red Man and Method Man were fucking known weed Stone, smokers. Yeah. They, it made sense. And it was, they was so smoking illegal. Scenes. Scenes. And it was illegal. And that, that's what made it more So what do you think about what do you think about um the rappers and non-rappers too like that like well I guess they let them do cap- capsules like ASAP Rocky. Let's yeah. say Calvin Klein. Right. Well, ASAP Rocky is fashionable. Think he's, he's fashionable. Dude. So he 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 does like he does live in that realm. But like Lil Yachty is not like I'm not looking at a Lil Yachty. But but, but what I'm saying, him. if you was that in that position, if they said, "Come on, D, let's do a capsule with guests," did you see ASAP Rocky shit? Did you see the ASAP guest shit? Or no, did you see? Well, I don't even like the way them dudes dress. Like, yeah, it came up at Complex Con. Yeah, the way they dress is not the way. I'm 40 years old. It, well, it was some, it was some retro shit. It was guest yeah, shirts. It I was, don't even like their retro shit. I yeah. wasn't on guests back then. That right. shit was white boy wear. So what about polo? So what? Okay. So you know what? what so what? Don't guess like that. So what about um like? Do you know about Ian Connor? Yeah. So what you think about them do? Because this is my thing. They they say that these guys are like fashion gurus and shit like that, and because that they go look up some two thousand whatever uh, Ralph Simmons or some yeah. Rick yeah. Owens, yeah. such and such. But yeah. I don't like bell bottom pants. I don't yeah. like runway shit because it don't look right. good to me. Listen, one Ralph Simmons. Who you said, Ralph, Ralph Owens? Who's first? Uh, 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 Rick Owens. Rick Owens. Rick Owens or Ralph Simmons. Both one of one of the two of them gets copied all the time. By everything Kanye West does is a copy of them. It, absolutely. Every time Virgil Abloh does something, it's a copy of one. I'm the Hennessy's talking, so it's it's either it's either Ralph or Rick Owens. But he calls them out. Like he call he doesn't like Virgil. Like and Virgil says that's my idol, but he doesn't like it because you're copying. You, you're dead ass copying him. Like even Ian Connor, like. First of all, nothing he does. I, I want to look like that. And I'm I don't not gonna see anybody. What? What you like? like what I don't would, see anybody who could you help him with his shoe? Yo, this is another thing. You know, you know. Yes. I don't, what is this? He has the revenge storm, revenge which is storm. basically the vans. It's a, skate high lows, whatever. I don't know. I'm not even a vans person like that, but I think he, it's lows. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't know what the model's called. If it's a skate high low, but I know whatever the vans, regular vans. He just put a lightning bolt on the side instead of their fucking swerve. So he did a he did a nigo. He did a nigo, but that shit shouldn't be even allowed to get away. And he charges more, and it ain't even like it's better material. It's the same shit, and he's charging like triple. So but what this you is, what this you? This is where so social media. Is it this bands? is it. This is it. Right? It's not bands, but he just copied bands and put this lightning bolt on the side. So he did the same so shit. So in that nigo, uh, the, the not even a Newport dude, because the first was a uh, uh, bait. Remember, Bay did it first before the Newport, before the Air Aries. And so, what you think about what you think about uh, um, the boy Bari Vilon? Oh, he's done. That shit was whack. This is the thing, yo. This is this. Do you is like sad. that? Do you like I'm that? Uh, I'm right now. The, oh, you would call it the Uptown. You yeah, like I'm, that? Yeah, I, I'm not a big Air Force One fan at all. Okay, but um, so this is where this is where this is where um, in this era where now, like you said, Vilon. V-Lone shirts are printed on gilding. So is Kanye merch. Yeah. 
But V-Lone shirts are selling for three hundred dollars. The long sleeve T-shirt. Is that retail? Because yeah. I never look into no, it. I don't really retail price for like a long sleeve T-shirt was like two and some change. His regular T-shirts was selling for like one hundred eighty something like that. This now is this the- is now if you don't know, but Gildan T-shirts are like fifty cents. Absolutely. So he's screen print on a fifty cent T-shirt selling it to you for a hundred. And I was going and I was going to ask you this also, right? Because. I taught I taught myself how to screen print, right? I taught yeah. myself how to use Photoshop. Taught myself how to burn the screen, do all the shit, right? In school, they taught you that, right? Mm-mm. In uh, Fitham, we don't do no screen printing, none of that. And they teach you none that. At Academy Art, they do that screen print stuff, but so let me ask you about this. Because... I do know how to screen print though, but they don't teach that at Fitham. We oh, okay. learn how to like actually do couture fashion. Yeah. So so like um, speaking of couture. Alexander and Wayne. Couture just means cut and sew. Yeah. That's what couture means. Yeah, yeah. Alexander Wayne. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I was going to buy a hoodie one day. And, and around here, the culture is, even like you've seen Minister Society, <laughs> MC8, before the, the scene, they in the Grand National, the car, right? So yeah. around here, that was big shit. Like yeah, having yeah, a Grand yeah. National, it was 25, no, 30,000. And it, Grand National. No, but this is not a scraper. This is a no, muscle no, car, yeah, right? This, is, this motherfucker was the fastest street car at one time, right? Right? Google this. Alexander Wayne Grand National hoodie. They put a fucking Grand National on a hoodie. I don't know. They probably didn't even pay Buick no royalties. They probably just yeah. did this shit, right? Buick ain't gonna even get a wind of it. They probably won't have to even do anything because they, as long as they don't put the Buick logo on it, it's a car like. So this is like when you was telling me how can like how can even he get away with fucking Ian kind of get away with putting a lightning bolt on the shoe? Because the only thing that of a thing that's trademarked that they get away that you can't use is the Coke bottle. The Coke, remember the Coke bottle has a shape. Has a shape. That's the only bottle that's trademarked. The Coke bottle shape. Damn. Like I didn't know. So that. like even all the Shaq shoes that they sell at Walmart, they're Jordan three copies, foam positive copies. You can't trademark that. That. You can only trademark the Nike logo. Hey, you man. see a lot of it's a, it's shoes in fucking Payless right now that look just like Air Force Ones. That shape can't be trademarked. Craziest shit was when I was in Thailand, man, and they and I went to this fucking underground mall. A nigga took me in a chamber, and he had, like, all this shit. But he explained to me where it came from and who steals the materials mm-hmm. from this shit to remake this shit so they could eat. He said, all this bootleg you shit. He was like, what do you think the bootleg shit is? He was like, they steal this shit because I found out that Louis burns the scraps, and they sell yeah. some of that shit to the employees. No, so Louis Vuitton, right, they never go on sale. If anybody sells Louis Vuitton for under the retail value, it's fake. Yeah. Louis Vuitton doesn't so say the season goes out just like he said they never put their shit on sale whatever so never be a Louis Vuitton it's just there, there there will never be a Louis Vuitton outlet and, you, and after they're done with it if it doesn't sell they burn it they burn and whatever they don't burn they, before they don't before they burn it they allow the employees to buy it the employees are cannot sell it and it's tracked by a serial number mm-hmm. and if they sell it they're gonna lose their job if, they, if somebody get caught with that Shit that you bought from there, they know it. They know because it has serial numbers in it, and uh, and and they burn their shit. But this motherfucker told me he just broke it down to me because I was in the mall and you know they had different levels of shit, shit that looked fake, shit that looked dead on. Then I go to this other part where they actually making like patches and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I never seen 
the patches. I I just didn't have another day. But I was about to get a box. But like I had somebody sending me a file. You know what I'm saying? It was just becoming too much. I was trying to vacation at the same time. But I'm like, I never seen like Chanel patches. Like I can just get this done right now for that. Like a hundred bucks, I can get this. Like I was going to the Philippines. You got to think about it right now, right? No disrespect, but a lot of these dudes around here will go get a wholesale sweatsuit, or at least this is what they'll do from Big Print or whatever. And then they get your Chanel patch made, and then they say, "Hey, I got sweatsuits." Uh-huh. Right? That's crazy. I don't personally wear shit like that. I don't knock nobody hustle, but I like real like I like I like somebody to say like I made this. Like the the, the design of like like. Like, I always heard Charlemagne say this from the Breakfast Club, like the fucking Massimo t-shirt that was at Target. Yeah, Target. I love That's those a fucking things. great yeah, shirt. A great t-shirt. It's like, a fucking great shirt. And they quit selling them. They yeah. quit selling them, they discontinued them. Like, this shirt I have on right now, this is an Under Armour t-shirt, right? Yeah. This is an Under Armour t-shirt that never came out. This shirt was $85. It was supposed to be only for Bloomingdale's because the owner of Under Armour, Kevin Plank, was the one that made better One of some other shirt. shit, yeah. It's like some Egyptian shit. Like, this t-shirt... I've had this for two years. This t-shirt has never faded. I've washed this t-shirt a lot. Like, yeah. It's a great quality t-shirt. Yeah. But it's Under Armour. Yeah. Like, and it's fucking $85. Yeah. Like, but that's what the dude but, that I was talking about, that's what he does. People don't know Under Armour. That's what they start. They start all this good quality um, workout clothes. Right, they did. Like, like Because that's what his, his specialty was. He went from Maryland. He would go up to New York and like, what's the best wicking material? And this and this and that. He would make a t-shirt out of it. And then get it mass produced. Right. Like they don't understand, like, yo, like, and then all that shit Nike's doing now, what they tech police and all that, it's a copy of what Under Armour was actually the, the, the leaders in that. Now, when it comes to shoes, that ain't their shit. Mm-mm. You know, they only like 10 years old and making basketball shoes as it is. So they got a lot of catching up to do. We talk I ain't about gonna 19, lie. I ain't gonna lie. Years. I ain't gonna lie. Bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, since you already there, I just got to talk about it. Like, I, I wasn't going to even talk about this, but you just threw me yeah, an alley with no yeah. pun intended. But to think about having a relationship with Steph, we're not going to even talk about yeah. that yet, but I'm just speaking of it. Having a relationship with Steph Curry mm-hmm. and um, actually creating shoes, a silhouette, yeah, right? And being where you are now, having that connection, like, I feel like culture-wise... People have to like tap in. Like that's something that I would I would automatically tap into your shit and say, look, that's why I want to be a curator in this culture because I'm willing to be the one to just get fired day one. Word. Like get that nigga out of here. He always got an idea, man. He always talking about some shit. But I'm like, Steph, hey D, look, look at this shoe, but you need to say, look, hey bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Look, that one cool, but look, I bet you if y'all get together, right? Check this out. Right before I graduated, like my last semester of school, right? Right before my last semester, I was in, all right, so I was in my fifth semester, sixth semester, you done, you graduate. I think I was in my fifth semester. I had a meeting with Under Armour. They flew me out to uh, Oregon because they, you know, so Under Armour has a headquarters in Baltimore. I've been there before. They hooked, they did the whole, t- uh, what it, what's the big, the screen call at the, the Teletron. Jumbotron. Turbotron. They had that shit. They had my whole career on it. Okay. Like, they, like, like I can show you the video on my phone. Like it was like like really recruiting me heavy. So like my my one semester before graduation, they flew me out to Oregon because the reason why they're in Oregon because Nike's in Oregon. So the thing is when workers quit Nike and don't want to work there no more, Adidas is also up there. Um, they just switch companies. Like if a if an employee at Nike quits right now, the next day they can get a job at Under Armour or Adidas because they just fucking whoring each other out. So I had a job there with the 
uh, I had an uh, uh, interview with the head of Fort Wayne. His name is Peter Rupi. And I, I, so my interviews with him. I don't have an interview with some low level. I have to do. He's in charge of all the footwear of Under Armour. Any footwear that comes out, he has to say yes or no. So I got my interview with him. First thing he asked me, he was like, do you want to work here full time? And like I told you earlier in the interview, I said, I'm not. I told my daughters, I'm here in Oakland for good. I'm not leaving. He was like, he's like, you want to, he's like, would you take, you want to take a full time job here? I'm still in contact. I got one more quarter to go. I'm getting, basically he's asking me if I want to work as a designer at Under Armour. I said, uh, yeah, if I could work from Oakland. Yeah. He said, uh, no, we would actually need you to live here. And I made a promise. Like, hey, that's a six-figure job right there. You know what I'm saying? And even before that job, when I first got out of the military, I had a job off at BART to be a train con- uh, controller where they actually drive the trains. They drive it from Laney College under that, that mm-hmm. Laney College BART station. Mm-hmm. That's where the trains are driven from, a computer. Right. The guy on the train is only opening and closing the doors. He does not drive the trains. Right. Um, and uh, and that job starts at six figures, and you're gonna probably end up making one sixty. Yeah. With overtime, because it's mandatory overtime, especially if you're new. And I said, Nah, I really want to give this shit a try. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he, they didn't want to do that. They was like, Okay, so we'll. So they was like, Uh, all right, so we'll do like we'll we'll try this little relationship out, like and we'll do like a private contractor. So I was a private contractor with Under Armour, and I was working on a koi fish project with the whole curry line. And, you know, I remember that. Yeah, but the thing is, it never came out because, like I told him, like when I, the funny thing is, when I got the person who found me at Under Armour wasn't even a, a shoe in the shoe department. He was in the entertainment department. His name is Dre Wright. Shout out to Dre. That's my that's my nigga. He don't work there no more, but he um he worked in the entertainment side. So he signed The Rock to Under Armour. Okay. Jamie Foxx. All the people he signed them to Under Armour. Okay. So he worked in that department, the entertainment department, because he used to he he was a top exec at Def Jam Records. Okay. So from Def Jam Records, his boss at Def Jam Records took a job, higher up job at Under Armour and wanted to bring him in. So that's how he got a job at Under Armour. He saw that I made the Steph Curry tools look good with jeans. And he was like, yo, because he's a he's a fly dude. Right. He's like, yo, he's somehow found on Instagram, like this me. I mean, I did the Steph Curry shoes a custom. Like, one, I never liked Under Armour shoes. Right. It was a bet that year. This was the year they won 73 games. Okay. So, they started hot, remember? Yeah. They won, like, three, four, five in a row. So, right. I'm a Jordan dude, but, you know, I interact with my Instagram followers. So right. I was like, yo, check this out. The Warriors won 20 games in a row. I will customize the Steph Curry shoe. Yeah. And, you know... The Bay Area really support Bay Area shit. Yeah. So, like, it's a lot of people who buy Steph Curry shoes who would never buy it. Right. Because they're from Oakland. They're yeah. like, yo, that's our guy. Right. So, you know, it's like at 17 and old, and I'm getting every day on my post. Yeah, man. It's looking yeah, like you don't have to customize the Under Armour shoe. <laughs> people getting hyped. So, at this time, I'm like, yo, I'm looking at the games. I'm like, yo, they going to do this shit. I'm going to have to do it. So, I took the Steph Curry too. I went to the mall. I brought that motherfucker. I did it in court. Made court laces, hooked that shit up, took the dope-ass pictures. As soon as they won 20 games, I already had the picture out. I yeah. was like, boom. And they was like, yo, I would buy those. Right. So this dude who was in the entertainment department was like, yo, this nigga right here made our shit look good. Right. So he been pumping Under Armour. He's like, yo, hire him. We need to have him on our team. He got the culture. Right. So Super Bowl comes. This dude, like like I told you, he's he's 
he's coming from, know, from Def Jam. So he know all. He he actually worked on the uh, Honeycomb LeBron, LeBron 10s, the uh, the Cheerio ones with okay. Nelly. He did that. Okay. He did that with Nelly. Okay. So he he's telling like, yo, this guy got it. They don't get it. He's he's cool with Cam Newton because Cam Newton's in Atlanta. Okay. So Cam he showed Cam Newton my page. Cam Newton's like, yo, I want D to do my shoes for the Super Bowl. Okay. So Super Bowl Fifty is in the Bay Area. The Panthers, home of the Panthers, is here. He's like, yo, I want him to do my shit. Right. So I knew by my research, him and Steph Curry was cool because Steph Curry's favorite team is Carolina. He's Carolina. Right. So I'm like, boom, I'm gonna do the Steph Curry too, but I'm gonna do Carolina because I'm gonna hook it up. So I do the shoe. The shoe. Now this is the thing that I didn't know until like a couple more time after. Um, every game. Cam Newton was wearing customized cleats. Yeah. Like, they had, like, some customized out of the D.C. area airbrushes cleats. None of them just made it anywhere. I did his fucking Steph Curry tools. I did it where the shit zipped down on the tongue. And when you zip the tongue down and go like this, it was a Superman logo. Right. Because he used to do that when he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Did all that shit. The shit, he wore them shits at a press conference in San Jose. The next day, my page is blowing up. Like... And I'm here, it's just hella at FBCC Bay Area. Give him his credit, give him his credit, give him his credit. I look, the shit is on the Panthers page. Professional picture of his on foot showing him wearing Steph Curry tools damn. with the fucking zipper zip down. You can see the Superman logo. An hour later, Dan Ravel from ESPN, he must have been looking at the comments. This is how I know this nigga's a good reporter. Right. He must have been looking at the comments. He's like, oh, hold on, they keep talking about this FBCC Bay Area dude. Yeah. So he boom, boom, boom. He sends me an email. So he finds my page, sends me an email, and he's like, he's like, hey, I seen that you did the Cam Newton shoes. I would love to call you and do an interview for ESPN on you. Okay. I'm like, bet. I give him my number. He calls me. We do the interview. He's like, how did it happen? Because the thing was, I had to keep it a secret. I couldn't say that Dre Wright from Under Armour plugged right. me with Cam Newton. Right. I had to just say, oh, I was like, you know, somebody from Cam Newton's camp was like, yo, if he make it to the Super Bowl, let's... I had to act like this was some shit playing a year in advance. Right, right. It was like he's gonna be in a bay or a bay area customizer, boom, right. boom, boom. Right. Right. So I'm lying at the same time and I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, somebody in his camp, I can't say the names because you know Under Armour. Boom. So them shits go viral from there. Right. Under Armour never goes viral. They go viral off of my customs, right? The soup now, Under Armour is pissed off. This is how so lost with the culture they are. The the heads, I don't know, even the owner, they're like, how the fuck did Cam get those shoes? They're pissed. They're like, how the fuck did he get those shoes? Who gave him those shoes? They don't know, right? Super Bowl comes. The halftime show comes. So now, at this whole time, in all the meetings at this same kind of big table we at here, this is Dre at the... <laughs> he, he, you know, he's like, shit. He's calling me like, yo, D. These niggas on my head. Yeah. I might lose my job. They might fire me. Yeah. This fucking shoes is fucking vital. He's like, they tripping, right? Super Bowl comes. Halftime show. I think it's Maroon 5. All these Maroon 5 and Bruno Mars. All these niggas is wearing customized Nikes and Jordans. After the Super Bowl, the, under, the owner Under Armour was like, yo, hey, this customized stuff is kind of cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> boom, boom. Next thing I know, a week later, they send me an airplane ticket, five-star hotel, send me to Baltimore. And they give me the whole pitch and everything. 
Damn. Right? So this dude went from almost being fired to being like, yo, that's crazy how you did that. Yeah. But the whole thing was Cam Newton put the plug in because he didn't even trust Unarmed. He's like, yo, I want... You said, let D do my shit. Damn, that's crazy, you know what I'm So man. now, even with Cam Newton's shoes from Unarmored, he doesn't have Unarmored doing his shit. He has his own team. Right, right. Right? Steph Curry's not at that, didn't do that yet because Steph Curry really don't care that much. And we're trying to give him to care that much so he can have his own team. Right. And I would be on his team to make right. sure his shit is fucking super flop all right. the time. Yeah. But, um... That's to show you. Like, that shit is it went crazy. From, yeah, it yeah. went from this nigga almost getting fired to this nigga being held at the company. Like, yo, you've seen it. And that's the thing with a lot of these companies. Now, it's just like, okay, if you got enough popping followers on social media and you're an influencer, they'll throw shit at they'll you. They'll let you and do it's shit. Like, it's not like, I was going to ask you about that because, like, um, I be getting, I've been getting disappointed by uh, Ewan. Like, um, yeah. you, know, uh, you know about Packer Shoes, right? I so I, I was fucking with Packer Shoes when they was doing shit like the Worthies with New Balance and you'll see Fab pop out with him. I fuck with Fab. Fab be, I like, you know, because he in the age where you like, you know, this nigga know who James Worthy is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like right. he fuck with it and then he bring his shit to like the new phase. He ain't like, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, but Packer Shoes was doing a lot of Ewans at first. They was doing a lot of organic shit. They was doing some. Uh, Nick colors because my favorite Ewans are the actual Adidas. Yeah, like when yeah, I grew up, mine too. That fucking that jacket. I keep telling them do. if they come back with that fucking jacket, yeah. with them fucking. I got the shoes, but I don't never pull them out. They got yeah. dust on them because they ain't real. I want my shit to say you. When I was young, Yo, that I line. I Google that shit every now and then. That little baseball diamond looking shit. They got the black that. and I the black that. and silver yeah. and the Nick colors. Yo, oh. yo, those was fire. Bro. I, but I remember one of the first things I broke for myself was when Ewan had his own company. The Ewan was the first one when it had the, the 33 was the plastic thing on yeah. the strap. Yeah. I was in seventh grade. They had the I basketball, was, right? Yeah, it had the basketball keychain. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in seventh grade, I used to pack bags at the supermarket and I brought those shits. Right. The, the Nick colors. And I hate, I've never been a Nick fan. I'm right. Still, I've never been a Nick fan in my life. I was a Bulls fan. But I, I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, and, I, and, and the Mets wear blue, white, and orange like the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so like back then, like say, say, like I always was a Jordan motherfucker, but I wore Barclays, I wore Agassiz. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. I wore Agassiz. Agassiz was the shit. Agassiz Don't, was nigga, the shit. Ag- they would sleep on the Agassiz. Nigga, Agassiz was the shit. I love my Agassiz. I, I wore Dion's. I wore Dion's was the shit. Too. I wore Rob Woodson's. Rod Woodson was the first. Let me tell you something. Rod was this how much of a sneakerhead I. Rod Woodson was the first motherfucker to do the laces not the same color as the shoe. When the Rod Woodsons came out, he did this when they first started doing diamond turfs and shit with Dion. And I'm mad at them. I'm mad at Nike. Somebody need to holler. They need to holler at some real niggas because Dion face need to be back at the bottom of them diamond turfs yeah. when he had his face in that fucking bubble. I'll be, I'll they don't want to pay him royalties. I'll I got the fucking man. Chris Webbers right now, the Air Max Sensations. They don't got the fucking Chris Webber shit on them. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the culture of when Jordan retired, he let B.J. Armstrong, Spreewell, you feel what I'm saying? A few motherfuckers wear them damn shoes. You know what I'm saying? I come from that, so... I got to go back because I know you come from that, too. I can see the influence. And yeah. and this is one thing I got to say. First of all, before we even get into this story. Yeah. Can we talk about Penso? Let me talk about anything you want to talk about. That's what I'm here for. So, like, Penso, uh, what do you think about them? I think Penso is dope. Yeah. I was just going to go to Penso to see how yeah. to actually make a... 
Because that would be my biggest thing. Like, all right, let me ask you before we even get into that. Okay, yeah. pencil, making a shoe. Mm-hmm. I wanna always I always wanted to make a shoe, but I didn't want to like try to draw a shoe or send a shoe mm-hmm. to China and them send me back a generic yeah. piece of shit. Like that's exactly what they're gonna send you back. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, I didn't want to do that, right? So Thinking about Penso, this just I'm I'm compiling yeah, yeah. a bunch of shit into but, one, hey, right? I got, I got but just answer. but just going to if I wanted to just take a pen because me and my girl we go random places, right? Like let's just go to Pencil and see if we can make some kicks. I don't even know if it worked that fast, right? But that's not how it works. That's you not how it works. You gotta like go to school or something. You got it's, you got to yeah. sign up as a program. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So 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 like um, with you. First of all, damn. Okay, I don't got the. I don't. I don't remember the shoes by mm-hmm. by uh, heart. Right? How many silhouettes do you have? Me? Yeah. All right. So my first silhouette is the uh, is the BB one, the Valedictorian. Then my second shoe is the GS five fifty, which is named after the private jet. And then I have two other shoes that haven't dropped yet, which one of them is I'm probably called the BB two. Then they have another shoe, which is, I don't even know what I'm going to call it. It's like inspired by 90s runners. This shit is crazy. I don't even know what to call it. So I got four shoes right now in the sample process. Then I have another shoe on that I'm doing the Chunky Runner on, which is going to be my whole different company, which is more my couture line. Okay. Um, which, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, that's still under the wraps, but it's in the process. Like, is today Friday? Uh, no, tomorrow. So tomorrow I may, see, the thing is, like you said, like, I don't do the computer drawing like me either. So when I made my first shoe, like I like I said, that dude hit me up and was like, "So this is the Valedictorian." Yeah, that's the DB one. Okay, listen. You looking it up? You need to look at this, Red. Okay. So okay, okay, the obvious, right? I have that one in 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 the car. Let's 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 go to the obvious. Yeah. VV one what? VV. Yeah, he doing it right there. Let's go to the obvious. Okay, the quality is amazing, first of all. Yeah, let me say I that. Leather is great. Yeah, I'm playing. Is that Stingray? Yeah. Okay. I don't play around when it comes to quality. So, so inspirations on this shoe I yeah. want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put this shoe in, in this video so they can see it on the side. But I see, uh, um, okay, the Yeezy colorways. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, the one you're looking at is the is all right. So let's just get to the whole, yeah. Let's just get to the whole inspiration behind that shoe. So, all right. All right so the dude told me he was like, "Yo, when when you ready to make your this own is the first shoe? shoe." Yeah, that's my first shoe I ever designed. Motherfucker, it's hard. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first shoe I ever designed. So when the dude hit me, he was like, "Yo, if you ever want to design your shoe, hit me up. I can make it happen." So um, at the time when he told me, I ain't really happy to do the thing. So I started thinking one day. I was like, because I had I've been collecting. Shoes my whole life, like from being a barber, again, you getting drug money pretty right, much. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I always put all the shoes. Corn, and then I stopped. something, you're a barber. Right. <laughs> so then I stopped. I stopped because I had all the Jordans. Like, I don't buy nothing after 17. I've never owned a Jordan 18, 19, 20, 21. I never bought nothing after 12. No. I mean, after 13. Oh, no. After 17, because that Michael Jordan played in that. Whatever he didn't play in, I don't want them shits. Oh, I, I did buy them shits with the strap come off and all. Yeah, that. exactly. So. Um, and it came with a briefcase. Yeah. That was fine. So after that, I don't buy nothing, right? So I didn't buy anything. I'm in now. I'm in the Coast Guard, you know, and I, I'm not even a shoe collector no more like that. I'm buying Gucci sneakers because I just like to have stuff that nobody else has. So I'm buying little Gucci sneakers here and there, Louis Vuitton sneakers. 
And then, uh, what you got there? Oh, okay. So then, um, so then I'm like, okay, what got me back into collecting sneakers? And, and in 2009, Kanye West, that came out with the Easy One. And I was like, yo, one, like, I didn't start rapping because remember at the time, like, when Kanye came out, 50 Cent was dominating. And I'm like, yo, I never sold drugs. I ain't shoot nobody. I'm not no gangster rapper. You know, that's what was taking over everything because he even fucking washed out Ja Rule. But then Kanye came in. He's a college dropout. I'm a fucking college dropout. You know what I'm saying? Live with his mom. I live with my mom. Stuff like that. So I'm like, I, there's so many similarities between my upbringing and Kanye's upbringing that, you know what I'm saying, I gravitated towards him. And it actually Somebody me- said that's why he's the most disappointing because he's our Michael Jackson. He's our culture. Yeah. He... Fuck yeah, I'm up. very dis- I'm very yeah, disappointed. Fu- he fucked us up. But go yeah, ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm very disappointed in him at this moment. But um, but I'm not gonna let the way he's all fucked up now like deter from what he ignited in me. Right. Now before even before sneaker fashion, just as a rapper. Right. Like cause mm-hmm. I used to rap and I, I didn't even think that I would be able to rap until he came out rapping about regular nigga shit. Because it was just gangster nigga shit. And I'm not, I'm one of those people so real, I'm not gonna be fake. I'm right. gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you in the face 20 times, pow, pow, pow. Right, right. I'm not doing that, because right. I'm that's not what I live. So, um, when he came out with his own shoe, he fashionable. I was like, ooh, that got me back into collecting. So, I brought the Yeezy ones. You know what I'm saying? Then, in the same year, you know, he had the Louis Vuitton Dons and the Jaspers. Right. Now, what people don't really understand, like, which is crazy, well, and it's hard to even speak on him like this because he's fucking gone to me. But in 2009, this nigga did something that's black history. Louis Vuitton. No, not even fuck Louis Vuitton. Just Nike is the number one retailer. Nobody sells more than Nike. Right. Not Louis Vuitton, not Givenchy. Right. Nobody right. fucks with Nike. Nike is number one. It right. will always be number one. Nobody will ever be able to un- overtake them. I watch A-Lux or whatever yeah. they is online. They got a lot of Nobody. Money. No company will ever be able to outsell Nike. It's just, it's over. Yeah. They own it. It's done. So... He had a shoe as a rapper. He's the first rapper. Because remember, Adidas fucked with DMC, run DMC. Right. But Nike. After they raped him. Right. Nike, the pinnacle, gave him an Air Yeezy one. He gave him a shoe. He has a shoe with not not a not a retro of somebody else's he has shit. His own shoe. He got a sneaker. Right. So in 2009, the Yeezy one is the first time Nike ever gave a rapper a signature shoe. That's Black History. Then three months later, he comes out with a shoe from Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton is the number one couture brand in the world. If you never heard of LVHM, have you ever heard of it? Oh, yes, sir. Louis Vuitton Hennessy Moet. That is the number one yes. couture franchise. Like, they buy everything. And they do they not. They own everything. And they had, at that point. LVHM. They had up. done nothing with a musical artist of no genre at that never. point. They had done shit with artists, right. but not with a musician. Exactly. So and now we're talking about a black African American rapper having his own signature line of shoes with Louis Vuitton, after having his own signature line with Nike. So those two right there, because mind you, I just said I was only buying like Gucci and Louis Vuitton sneakers because I had all the Jordans. So now he did that. So I remember that's what reignited my sneaker collecting. So I said, if I make my own shoe, I want to fuse both of those shoes together. When Kanye, he came out with college dropout, the graduation. So I'm like, how can I tie that name into me graduate, uh, putting his Louis, his fucking Yeezy one and his Louis Vuitton shoe together into one shoe. So that's the tongue from the Louis. Yep. 
Like that looks like an Air Max ninety one, right? So, oh, check it out. This is now. Let's get to okay. The soul. I, I'm like, right. So now the soul. So I already had the upper design, right? Balenciaga stole your soul you. too. Yeah, Balenciaga sold from Hirachi. But I'm gonna tell you why I have, I have that soul because of Hirachi's. So I had already designed the shoe. Well, I didn't design it. I I knew the the, the concept of it. So it's a guy who I follow on Instagram. He follows me, sedated, and he he used to work for Adidas. He's a he's a designer. So the one thing, if you get anything made in a factory overseas or anywhere, you have to have what is called a tech pack. The tech pack. Yeah, tech pack. So like like your T-shirt was made through a tech pack. A tech pack is basically like a blueprint of how to make it. It's a contract with the factory. And I know how to do tech packs because I went to fashion school. But my fashion school doesn't teach how to do sneaker tech packs. It's not a sneaker school. So this dude that I, I met on Instagram named Sedated, I'll go to his page and he'll, he shows like sketches and, and, and blueprints of shoes because he's worked for Adidas. So I hired him. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to do the Yeezy Nike One with the Louis Vuitton Dons, put it together. So he would come up with a sketch and then I would go and correct it. Like, no, change it, make the strap this way. Boom, boom, boom. I paid him like about $1,000 to do that. I sent the fucking tech pack to the factory. And um, he showed me different, you know, he redesigned the sole. It was completely different. And I'll show you on my phone. It was different soles. And it just wasn't, it wasn't there yet. So I took a trip back home to New York. And then I'll go to, it's the summertime. I'm in Brooklyn. And I'm noticing every fucking body in Brooklyn is wearing Hirachis. In California, they're not fucking with Hirachis. But in New York, Hirachis is like the shit. So I see the Hirachi sole, and I'm like, I hit him. I said, yo, put a fucking Hirachi style sole on that sh- on the shoe we designing. So he did the Hirachi style sole. I, I noticed all of this. And then, so, but the sole, we designed it, right? But Balenciaga didn't come out with the shoe with the sole. See, the thing is, if these factories, overseas factories, they design their own soles. So if you're making your own shoe, basically, if you want to pay less, you know, for a sole, because, like, say if I want that sole, Right, I have to make the make it. That sole that's on your Jordan 11 is a two-part sole. This is one part. Your gum bottom is two parts. That's more money because that means two molds. You have to make a mold for your midsole, a mold for the icy bottom. Right? So each sole, you have to open a mold and a plate and everything. It could cost like $5,000 each size. This is why when you see like a lot of like uh, Balenciagas or, 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 or Gucci or Louis Vuitton shoes, they don't make half sizes because that's another $6,000 a plate. I don't fucking have half sizes. I make solid and then, sizes. And then when you when you say that when you say that now that I think about it, um, I got a few like Mark Jacob shoes and mm-hmm. a few. They got more bottoms. Like so, this you don't have to have the 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 mid and all that. This is just easier to make. Yeah, well, it's cheaper because if they if a factory. It looks see, like it's two levels. Though. Well, no, well this one is one part, but the one that he's showing the glow in the dark one is a two part mold. So I had to well, pay. That's yeah, that's all one because see, this is white and that's white. That's not a two part. Show me the black one with the glow in the dark bottom. That's a two part. See, all of these are one part. My first shoe that I did with the two part mold is the is the is the glow in the dark one, the black and pink one. That one. That was because a lot you more see how expensive. show him. He wants the phone. Oh. He wants to see it closer. You see how that midsole is black, but the bottom. Oh, did you move it? Yeah, you did. Oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm about to get back to that. You got your turn. But that bottom that's glow in the dark is just like yours. Like how that white missile that you got to your clear ice bottom. Okay. So that's a two-part mold. It cost me $4,000 each mold <coughs> to do that. 
But that's my fourth cover that dropped. So I had to make enough money to be able to afford those plates. So when that's you're first, so when you're first starting out, you don't if you don't have the capital, you don't want to start out with a two part mold. You know what I'm saying? So a two part mold is having a solid color midsole, but you have a completely different uh, uh, fabric or not fabric, uh, a different color, co composite as the bottom. See how that's that that bottom is a different color? Mm -hmm. That's a two part mold. So I didn't want my shoe like that shoe's four hundred dollars and it sold out in one day. But if I would have had the dude paid to make that mold, I would have had to sell six hundred dollars for that for that shoe. Yeah. So coming out the gate, I wanted to make the shoe as cheap as possible. You, can you, you know what this shoe is perfect for in the days and age of growing up. Like we went through that phase with big ass button up shirts mm -hmm. and flats trying to get in the club, and I hated that phase. Like yeah. I, I always was the nigga that was, was getting after sent the back. Z, like I don't wear yeah. jerseys. I'm thirty plus. Yeah, but I was always the nigga getting. Getting sent back like, bro, we ain't letting you in here. I had to pay extra. Yeah. I wiggle in the club when somehow. Niggas was wearing the Prada, yeah, so get you in. so me, that's where I went to. I went to buying. The I was already having shit, but I just high end sneakers, you know, yeah. ballys. Because what the fuck? Because they was like, you not finna kick a nigga in the face with the. Yeah, and what the fuck? What the fuck? You in? You ain't a dirty nigga in with some Jordans trying to get right. in the club to, exactly. to fight. It was, it was like a sign. Like, of like this nigga spent some money to get in this club tonight. He trying to kick it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's what they felt like. But in that day and age has translated over to today's style, which people go to the club more casual. Niggas don't yeah. really write. Mm -hmm. In the day of having maybe a Lux t-shirt and, and, and these shoes, you fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, exactly. whatever else you're going to do to accentuate your outfit. You know what exactly. I'm saying? But so... The one, the shoe you working on now is the the one that you was I seen that you was making sure the dye didn't run and all oh, that that's shit. That's the five fifty, the zebra five fifty. That shit hard, like yeah, I'll show him. That, that shit hard, man. The zebra five fifty, and then it got the varsity jacket to match. Like, oh you know? man, that shit hard, man. Like so, so, um, speed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we don't run out of time. I want to go to when um, you get out of school, and how long is it before then? To you are already to, to when you start doing your own shoe and then you decided to have a, a, a brick and mortar like uh, yeah so um um so from when so when I before I graduated it was already in motion that I'm gonna have the store wait wait we, we might need to back up because you went to Under Armour and you didn't oh you, I didn't you, take the job you didn't take the no, job but you were able to consult or work so, with them. So what happened with Under Armour was so um, since I didn't um, I didn't take the job I, I got I got um, hired to do like a project okay which was which was called the koi fish because like they said um, in college which was a corny storyline they was like Steph Curry would like he dared one of his teammates from his Davidson basketball team to jump in the koi fish pond at a restaurant so I was so. I got I got I got paid to go on a trip to Hawaii to see the koi fish type shit. So it was a nice little vacation, and I came back and I used the koi fish. For some reason but, though, I, you said that they didn't come out, right? No, it never came out because this is what happened. Like, and I told them they was like the Curry Three. So when I when I got pulled into Under Armour, like the dude Dre who told me like, yo, when, when you in like the Curry Three is hideous, we don't like it. I I think you can make something better, you know. And uh, so when I seen the Curry 3, I said, yo, I told him, like, I said, I, te I, I, I would always send him an email, a, a long email, and I would tell him why this shit don't work. He's like, I know the culture. I said, yo, 
They can't come out with this shoe. This shoe is hideous. It looked like a, a Hummer. This is not a shoe for a point guard. All the shit that was bad and nobody was going to buy it. I even put like, yo, there's fucking stocks. are going to drop everything. I put it. They came out with that shit. That shit sunk their stocks. They, because the Curry 2 was the number one selling basketball shoe that year. It outsold LeBron. It outsold Kobe. It outsold Kobe and the Kyrie shoe together. Like the Curry 2... Kill fuck was the on. was the koi when was it was the shoe black and orange? It never came out. But was it a design somewhere? So it was for some reason. It never came out. For some reason, maybe I seen some artwork that I'm yeah. confusing. Nah, but I seen some out. shit with a fish with Steph Curry. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, that was. I don't know if you did. It wasn't my shit. But, but I got paid. So even though it didn't come out, you know what I'm saying? I, I got paid. Uh, they paid me five thousand dollars, and it took me for the five thousand dollars. You know, I had to go into Photoshop and do my mock-up. I got to say two hours. So for two hours of my work, I got paid five thousand. So let me let me. So say. I took that five thousand. No NDA. For at that point, yeah, it wasn't NDA, but it's over now. So with that being said, like if or what was the, what was the walk away too? Is it something like say if we use this silhouette, we back in business? Well, so because that shit might turn right, out to be the curry. So that eight. shoe was only supposed to come out like a hundred pairs, right? Oh, okay. So a hundred pairs, and say like they do a royalty, right? They do a royalty, yeah. So say say it was a royalty, say I get five dollars each pair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know I, I ain't gonna lie. That's a lot. Nobody I, gives you $5 I was, each I was, pair. I was in a situation so really? crazy. Nah, five dollars a pair. That's a lot for a company to give somebody. Like if you get a five dollar royalty on a pair of shoes, so that's a lot. But to me, that's not. But the the, the dope thing about it is, I flipped their five thousand and turned it into a hundred thousand. I seen. I could tell you about a thing. Uh, the, I took their five. Wait, hold up. I took Under Armour's five thousand dollars and made a hundred thousand dollars off of it by making my own shoe with it. That's crazy. I'm a hood nigga. That's what I do. You feel me? That's what you. That's that's how you go hustle. Now, now. Um, Why do you think um, the Levar Ball shoe never made it? That Ball and Brown shoe because it was horrible. So this, uh, oh I'm, so I'm it's over. They, did everybody get their pairs? I don't even and know, I, but I'm, I'm gonna tell you, like, because people was mad that I was vocal and I was like letting them know about it. So when the shoe, when they came out with their shoe, right, the shoe was basically a payless shoe. It was nothing. It, the, none, none of the fabrics on it was real leather. It was all bullshit. And this is the funny thing. So the same dude that made the design for my shoe in the computer shit, he used to work for Adidas. He knew the factory that was making those those first Zoe shoes, fifteen dollars a pair. That's what he charged to design. Uh, no, to that's how much it cost him to get each one of those made. Fifteen dollars a pair. He was selling for four or five hundred dollars. Fifteen dollars a pair. That's he paid fifteen dollars a pair on those shoes. So then, um, the shoe uh, uh, Lonzo wore it in, in summer league. He wore it one game. The shoes was heavy as fuck. Right. Like the the shoe was a low top. Yeah. But the shoe was so terribly made. It was. It was. It was a bootleg cover. It was a boot. It was a bootleg Kobe. Yeah. But it was. It was basically like the fucking shit you would see in the flea market, a fake Kobe. That's yeah. the quality it was. So then he came out the because look, uh, Lonzo said he. I'm, Lonzo, I'm not wearing these. These shits hurt my feet. So that's when Under Armour sent him the Curry Fours. Or Nike was sending this. He was, he was balling in different he shit. He was wearing everybody's. Mm-hmm. He was wearing and Levar, 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 Levar. Yeah, he was wearing. Hey, when they, I love, I love Levar. Though when they asked him about, it, he was like, "We big ballers. We can do whatever the fuck we yeah. want to do." Like he sold enough peers though. Just because like his sons got millions of followers. This was what I liked though. For once, <laughs> for once, niggas did not hate on the nigga though. 
Everybody participated. Everybody said they peace, mm-hmm. but everybody said, but I got me a few pair whenever I can get them. Nah, you right. heard every celebrity nah. say, I there bought a few pair. I like how you fucking with it, you but I just love to get my pair, slides. nigga, where they at? Yeah, like, Sean, uh, Sean, they have bought the slides, but at the same time, this is the, this is, this is the part where I, I got to be 100 real with it. He's a con artist. He con every fucking body. Yeah. He's not a fucking, he's not about... He's not about black business. He's no, not about yeah, yeah. Imp- imp- improving the black community. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's not. We yeah. keep it hundred. He's married to a white woman. Yeah. He don't even want a fucking black woman to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So like, I never fell for his bullshit. Plus, I knew his shoes were sixteen dollars. Yeah. All these other people's like, no, I like what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool to promote. Like, yo, get it your fucking and own. And see what I say about get shit like that own. in the culture. But at the same time, it's your own people who will fuck you over first. You know what's he crazy? literally fuck over everybody who brought those shoes. You literally. know what's crazy about what you're saying? It's absolutely true, right? But everything you're saying is, I say the same thing about President Obama, right? Y'all remember, it, it almost it was fighting this motherfucker talking about Obama right last time. But look, what I got to say about that is people got to understand some shit is for the look. Some shit is for us to just be able to say it's possible. Well, like, like he never said, was going to improve. He never was set up but, to do. It, it's possible, but this is the thing. Check it out. You're paying sixteen dollars and fifty cents per shoe. Literally, because he's a dickhead asshole, not a good businessman. He could have sold those shoes for one fifty and put everybody on. How much you think a phone posit costs per? To get made, a phone posit is the most expensive Nike shoe to get made, and they're probably paying twelve, fifteen dollars to get that shoe made. Now, twelve, fifteen dollars selling, and they sell it for two hundred. But at the same Nike time, Nike making a hundred off the two, right? Not really, because you got to think about it. They pay for marketing, and then you got to imagine how many employees work at Nike. Nike spends more on marketing a year than Under Armour spends on paying to make shoes. Mm. Nike spends more on getting commercials made than other sneakers. Other sneakers. But I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real though. At the same yeah. time, too, Nike has been, and and I'm no Nike spokesperson, but Nike has been making quality shoes for some time. Every brand they fell off. Me. They stopped making quality. They make good looking shoes, but their shoes are not the same quality. Like, I what you think wear... about the Epic React? Oh, that's my favorite shoe right now. That's quality, though. It's not quality. No, it's a shoe made out of plastic. I mean, I mean, I think that's where we at right now. It just, I think, is, I think, I think, I think part of not having a leather shoe is vegans. All this shit we going through. Check it out. So this is this is the part where the bullshit comes in, right? There's hybrid now. Look, look, yeah, yeah. Now they got some shit off leather. They don't want you to have leather. But look, this is the bullshit part right right now, right? The uh, say the fly knits, right? Uh Or the LeBron sixteen fly knits, you know? Uh huh. What is knit? Cotton. Cotton. That's some strong. How much shit. do the LeBrons cost? Two hundred. It's cotton. What is the cheapest fabric to make shoes out of? Cotton. Remember, when I grew up, my Jordans was real leather. Right. Yeah. Not so. Now shit. you're charging me two hundred for cotton on dye, a shoe with some dyed colors on it. They they saying technology you, you, is you, the reason because no, you can't ball more efficient than these shoes that you can. Barely feel yeah, your toes. Yeah, yeah, technology bullshit. What about Boost? Boost. It looks like styrofoam. Boost is comfortable, right? I don't it's, like the silhouette that it go up like Roddy Roddy Piper. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like Ultra Boost. I've never been a fan. That shit look like look. This. Yeah, I already know what you're talking about. I've never been a fan of Boost to that level. Ultra Boost. I used to like the NMDs. They was comfortable. But check this shit out. This is why the game is so fucked up. It's not even that it's fucked up. It's just you stupid. This niggas right now sitting on some $700 NMDs. 
Niggas repay, resell for NMDs. NMDs ain't worth 700 no more. They're not even worth, they ain't worth the shit. retail price. I remember when they dropped, they NMDs, was going crazy. NMDs are in Foot Locker right now, sitting. Yeah. Lame ducks. They just, sent, they, they just sent Trinidad James some to full-size run. Adidas boost the, the NMDs. They just sent some to Trinidad James on full, and put Atlanta on them and sent him a bottle of spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my Lance Mountain sitting in my closet. I love all right, like okay, well, hold on, Corn. We need a few more minutes. Look, so look, we got to go to the um, we got to skip along to like the the opening of the store, right? Yeah. And like um, before the opening of the store, actually, you you talk about people was waiting on the shoe while you was getting shit yeah. done. So we know you consistently been still doing your shoes while getting ready to do your store, right? The 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 the. Linking back up with Steph Curry, how did you make the shorts for the parade? That's what everybody right, so, want to know. All right, so let's get, let's get to that part, but let me get to the opening of the store real quick. So, open of the store, yeah. So with opening the store, the Valedictorian. So one thing I wanted to do with these shoes, since Kanye's album was the graduation, that's why I came with Valedictorian. Because he was like, good morning, right. look at the Valedictorian, yeah. scared of the future while yeah. I hop in my DeLorean, right. right? So I was like, boom, Valedictorian, head of the class. So my shoes come with a real-ass diploma. On one side, it's a real diploma with the fucking goat, with the seal on it, everything. And on the back, it has a cartoon drawing of the shoe because that's like the Jordans. You know, you right, the right, car. right, right. So that was my way. But the thing is, like, the diploma looks all the way real. And the reason why I did that was because here I am at 35, leaving the military, getting a college degree, getting a fucking college diploma and chasing my dream. So, like, I wanted people who had that shoe because that diploma is a real diploma on a real diploma paper. They put it in a frame, and maybe they might have thought in their life, like, I gave up. Like, I became that guy at the post office mm-hmm. who who settled. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know what? Maybe it's, I, it's not too late. Maybe I can't go back and chase the dream that I had. Mm-hmm. But life fucking deterred me and gave me a fucking a fork in the road, and I took the opposite side that I should have took. Right. So that's why it comes with the diploma. Now, to fast forward to the Steph Curry thing. So, when you know, like... When somebody's rich like Steph Curry, right? This motherfucker making forty million a year. Um, but I had met Steph Curry before that. Um, oh yeah, he like he would comment here and there on my Instagram, right? And um, and then you know one day I was like, because my kids like him. I don't reach out to celebrities ever, but my daughters really like Steph Curry and like just follow him on Instagram. Like he's a cool, down to earth superstar. Mm-hmm. So I hit him up in the DM. I never did this before. I was like, yo. My daughter, like my daughter Brooklyn Sheep and my daughter Ajane, they love you. Like, yo, if 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 you could meet my my daughters, you would make me father of the year. Like, right. this is me, I'm DM and he's like, he sent me his number. He was like, yo, bet, whatever. Yo, come you wanna come to the game on Tuesday? You can be my guest. I'll send you the tickets. Give me the names. Right. You just DM him, is it because of your relationships or he well, just it was like- because like he like he 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 knew I, I he respect that I always make his shoes look fly. Right. Like he 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 knows that Under Armour was fucking with me and I made his shoes look fly. Something right. like that. Okay. And then I do a podcast. With I don't niggas. want niggas to see this right. and think like I could just hit that. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, ain't gonna work. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, I also do a podcast with one of his best friends. Okay. You know the world around shoes with Cozy. Cozy is one of his close friends. So um, I know when Cozy would we would do stuff and then like he left one day and then. Steph Curry sent me a friend request on my page private so I could see all requests. Right. So I'm like, oh, he might have, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. Boom. And then one time I had posted something. I had did the Curry 4. I did it in Python. And Curry was like, yo, yo, you always been solid in my book. Yo, I like what you're doing. You know, so 
And then another, like a couple months, and then he had comment on son. I was like, you know what, fuck it. My kids like him. I'm, you know, I'm gonna try to, you know, make the handshake myself. Cause now at this time, my boy at Under Armour, he don't work there no more because they did a big cut. He was a high-ranking person, so they cut the higher salaries. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna make the connection myself with Curry. And I was like, yo, my daughters love you. Boom, boom, boom. He sent me his phone number. He's like, yo, just hit me. And he he he, he left us with the tickets and everything to pass to meet him in the in, in the. In the, in the um the hallway, yeah, 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 and everything like that. So we getting the whole great treatment, right? So he was cool, and when I and when I I, I met him, you know, we met him in the tunnel. This was he was injured. This was last year. When he like his, he was like injured, so he didn't okay. play that game. Okay, so he, but he okay. still he still met us after the game, yeah. and you know, and the first thing like he said to me, he was like, "Yo, I love what you're doing with the kids, with the FBCC kids." How you teaching kids how to sew and do fashion from Oakland for free? Like I, I like that. Like he was, like he really be watching. Like even though he yeah, don't comment, yeah, yeah. he was like, "Yo, I really like that. That is really dope." Really, right. Yeah, tuned he, in. Too. Yeah, he's really tuned in, and he was like talking about that. He wasn't talking about nothing. I was like, "Yo, this is a real regular dude. He cool." So when um the Warriors was about, I knew that everybody knew they was gonna be Cavs without Kyrie. So I said, I want to do something nice for him. And, like, when you got people who rich, you can't give them materialistic stuff. So I wanted to give him something that was sentimental. Yeah. So I was like, yo, he's about to win his third championship. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a timeline of his career. Because, remember, his career was shaky at a point. Yeah. So I said, let's start it with Dale Curry. So I got the, I brought the Charlotte, I brought the Charlotte Hornets shorts and the jersey, cut the jersey up, put everything on the, on the shorts. So I did the Dale Curry, because this is how I started. Your dad was the first one. Right. Then I did his college. Okay. Davidson. So I brought his... His college shorts and his college jersey. I cut the jersey up, put everything on the shorts. Boom. Then his rookie season, you know, the We Believe Warriors. So I got that uniform. I brought the shorts. I brought the jersey, put it together. Then him making it to the Olympic, the dream team. So I made four shorts. And I was like, this was just a gift, like, to celebrate you winning your third championship. Right. So I took the picture. I put it on Instagram, and I texted to him. I was like, yo. I sent it to him. I was like, yo. You know what I'm saying? This is my gift to you. Like, you know, congratulate, you know. And it was just like, as a friendship thing. Like, right. it wasn't even, I, I wasn't trying to sell none of this shit. How did you know his size? Huh? Because he like my height. Yeah, okay, well, okay. He's two inches taller than me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like a little skinny than yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, So I knew he wear like a large. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I was like a large and fit him. So I, I, you know, so, and it's basketball shit. They got yeah, basketball, shirt. yeah. So I sent him a text message. He sent back the Steve Harvey gift. Like, you know, like, oh, shit, thank yeah, you, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So then the next day, he's like, yo, he's like, I'm going to wear him at the parade, right? So um, I was like, cool, dope. I'm not thinking nothing at this time, right? I'm not thinking nothing. I'm like, cool, he's going to wear the shorts at the parade. I'm not thinking this is a big thing at all. So them Draymond's not yours. The- no, but guess what? Ain't nobody talking about them Draymond's. No, they not. But The who- whole thing that everybody was talking about the parade was Curry's. Shorts. They were. Those the shorts he was wearing was fucking uh I think Don C shits. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So are you the originator or Don C is the originator? No, well, I've been doing this since ninety seven. Even clothing. Okay. Right? Okay. So um I had stopped doing basketball shit. I used to do the custom jerseys for people. Like I was doing I was doing uh ABA jerseys because back then Mr. Ness was doing a throwback NBA. NBA. So I was like I'm, I'm like, yo, black power, black this. Yeah. I'm like, yo, ABA. I was making, I was designing, and my mom would, I would do like the, you know, the numbers and everything. I would do that part, but she would make the jerseys, and then I would make the letters and the numbers and everything, and then she would sew it on for me. Okay. But, so I've been doing this for a long time. I just came back to it, so I was like, let me go back into something that I was doing. So I did the motherfuckers, them motherfuckers is nice. So I said, because, um, because at the time, you know, uh, Mr. Ness and Don C was doing, just putting a team name on the front. Right, I said, "Fuck that! I'm gonna do like I used to. I'm gonna do the 
jersey shorts. I would take the whole jersey and put everything from the jersey on the shorts. Yeah, you killed instead them. Of, instead of you just wearing, you know, the nigga jersey, I put the whole thing. So I did it for Steph. So I put the authentic Warriors jersey, authentic shorts, right? So I put the Warriors on the front. I put his number 30 on it. The back had his name and the, the number from the back. Yeah. So I did that. And he was like, yo, and, and Coach Season hit me. He was like, yeah. Yo, he gonna wear them. He's like, oh, and Aisha gonna wear the college ones. Oh, and Dell gonna wear the Dell Kirby ones. I'm still not thinking nothing of it. So at the time the parade is going on, I'm in I'm in Cabo. I'm in I'm I have a timeshare in Cabo. I'm there for my birthday celebrating it, and my Instagram is blowing up. I got a hundred emails because he hit me up. He was like, yo, I'm gonna get one thing. Because Steph Curry wears the, my shoes, too. He wears the valedictorians. And Under Armour doesn't like that when he wears them because he gets attention. But when he wears they shit, don't get attention. So he, like, wore the navy blue. He loves the navy blue BB1s. Like, he always caught wearing those. But, um, so, he told me. He doesn't give me a shout-out when he wears them. Like, I'll get the picture and I'll repost yeah, it, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yo, I'm going to give you a shout-out. So he gave me the shout-out on his page. like, yo, FBCC Bay Area, this is for you. And he's like this, wearing the shorts with the two different colored shoes. And from that, I like yo, his fan base was crazy. I got like 12, 15,000 followers that that day. I had over 100 emails like, yo, I want to buy the shorts. They was like, yo, I want to buy the shorts you, you made for Steph Curry. I wasn't even planning for how that. How do shit. you even ticket that price? The way you well, making because, that shit, how do you even, the jersey right. ain't cheap. No, the right. jersey is 130. The That's, what is That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, at the time, it's like I wasn't really making shit off it. Even if Sam, I had $100,000 of orders, I probably only made 10000 off of that. Yeah. Because you got to buy the jersey and the that shorts, right? That shit is expensive. Right? Right, right, but, right, right. So, but I was like, yo, I don't want nobody else to capitalize on my thing. You know, I made these for him, so I had to put up the joint real quick. So I was like, yo, I'm going to just make something. Except so Curry's number 30, I'm going to make 30 pairs. So I was like, I'm going to put 30 pairs up. You know, and I was like, I can handle it. I can make 30. Right. So I put it up. That shit sold in three minutes. And then I'm in Mexico and I'm like, damn. So I tell my wife, I'm like, yo, like, these they still hitting me. I was like, so I'm like, let me hit Mitchell Ness and see how many pairs of the shorts they actually have left. Because I'm going to buy their whole stock. So I was like, you know what, let me put it up. I'm going to put it up for like an hour pre-order. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to make them. So I'm going to do a pre-order see what it is. And that one hour over 100 shorts sold, like 150. Was you able to cop them all from Mitchell and this? Yeah. Okay, because I yeah, was arguing I got, with somebody. Oh, so, so somebody man, told me, nah, right. he probably he had to go around. I said, no, I don't know how he got no, them. So it's, it's a good thing that I did go through Mitchell and this because the NBA fucking hit me with a cease and desist. I was just, that was going to be my next no, question. I, I, I didn't want to ask no police shit, yeah, but I was about to say, so, hey. So, so, like, everything I do, I buy the authentic shit, right? Because I'm a customizer. I already know, I know the law. So, um, so I, I brought all the shorts. I spent like over fifteen thousand dollars to Mitchell Ness. So I got an email from some fucking NBA lawyer, right? Hit me up talking about, yeah, we want your financial. We want to know this and this and that, you know. Um, and we cease and desist. Don't put none of that stuff up there. Yo, you're using our uh, Larry O'Brien drink. You're using our thing. You're warding out our name and all this shit. I hit that nigga with the. I went in my emails. All my receipts from, from Mitchell and Ness, I printed them shits out. He was like, and we want you to send us any product you have, this and this and that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, send us yeah, all yeah. the product you have, and this and this and that. I, so I hit the nigga back, you big dummy, like that, <laughs> yeah. straight up. So I, I got the regular uh, $5 uh, flat rate envelope. 
I printed all my receipts, and even when I didn't buy it from Mitchell and Ness, because like I killed Mitchell Ness stock, so then I went to Fans Edge, right? Then I went to all fucking Macy's yeah, to buy yeah. every fucking yeah, Warrior yeah. shorts I could fucking buy, yeah. right? So then I wonder where the blue ones went, right? So I printed all of that shit out, right? It, it was even at times where they was like they would have a like a, a blowout sale, like yo, and use this code, you get fifty percent off. So then I was catching up for like forty dollars, yeah, yeah, right. Even at the fucking the flea market right there at fucking uh, Laney. Yeah. There was some dude there with the real shorts. I caught his ass for his stock too. Yeah. Right? So I put all the receipts in that fucking thing. And then I hit him with the fucking Supreme Court law. So Supreme Court said uh, somewhere in the early 2000s, if you buy it, you own it. Basically like his Jordans. If I buy those Jordans from him and I want to change his patent leather to red snakeskin and then sell it for $1,000, Nike can eat a dick. You can't sue me. I own that. The same way if I buy a Mercedes and I want 24 rims yeah, on it, yeah. you can't tell me I got to take rims off my car. Right. You can't tell me I can't tent my windows and sell it for more because I tinted it or I put a $20,000 system. You can't tell me that. Right. So I also printed that out, the, the Supreme Court ruling. And then I sent them up. I also wrote up. I said, yo, I don't know if you don't know who I am. But I'm not one of these young dummies. Yeah. I said, you should have did your research before you sent me this shit. Yeah. I said, I'm not sending you none of my financials. It's none of your fucking business on what I made off of these shorts. You know why? Because I own them. Here's the receipts. Right. And I didn't even give them all the receipts. I said, now, not only, not only are you not getting my, the rest of my stuff, I also sent the same package I sent to you. I sent it to Instagram. To their offices. So if you dare try to tell them to take my page down because I'm violating your trademark, they're not going to do it because I have proof that I own this and I have proof of the law. I sent that shit like a month ago. I haven't heard shit back from the NBA. Damn. That's crazy. Because now somebody else, you know, and the reason why I was so prepared for this, I had a friend who had sold a Tupac t-shirt and a lawyer like that hit him up and stressed him out. Went to his house and banging on his window at six in the morning. Like, what the fuck is a lawyer at John Cena? Like, you know, like trying to strong arm him and try to sue him for 17000 He wasn't even Man. making the t shirts. Some dude on Instagram was like printing t- Tupac t shirts, a dope design, I guess. And he plugged him because he makes his own jeans, this dude. Yeah. So it's a store in like Carson City in the mall where they sell his jeans. And the dude who had the Tupac shirts was like, yo, can you connect us? And he connected with the store, and the store was selling the Tupac shirts. So this lawyer, who I guess he's in charge of uh, uh, certain like uh, artists, like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Tupac, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, their name yeah, or something yeah, on yeah. A T-shirt. Like he's in control of, you know, like you got to get their royalties or whatever the licensing. Yeah. So he's like, so he just was the guy to get the handshake, and he would sell the guy's T-shirts drop shipping from his t- from his website. So say like on the website, the T-shirts fifty dollars. He would get ten dollars off it, but he would tell the guy like, "Yo, I got a size large order today. Here's the address. Send it to them." So he got all approved. But this was one of my customizer friends, and he was like real stressed out. And I had some time on my hand, and I like doing research, so I, I helped him out with that. I said, "Yo, fuck him. He's on some bullshit. You didn't do anything. I'm showing the laws I'm doing. I'm like, I could be a fucking lawyer. So boom, because of his situation with the Tupac thing, I was. You ready already for knew what to do. I knew the NBA was going to hit me because I'm too big. Like I got 125,000 followers, they gonna- and I got NBA players hitting me up. I got NFL players hitting me up to do their stuff. So then. Like, I've made some one-on-one stuff for Steph and Aisha, and I even put that in. I even show them text messages from Steph. 
And I even, like, I'm working right now to get my licenses with the Warriors where I can make them. Yeah, because a lot of people yeah. got licenses with them. But right. this is what I want to ask but you. But I just make flyer shit to them because I'm a fly dude. Yeah, you don't fly. Don't, Your shit is they fly. They, like, even the Bulls pants I'm wearing right now. That shit is, that shit is, that shit is a threat, though. Yeah, like, look, the, the fucking waistband is from the shorts. Look, the Bulls right here. Got the shit off the shorts right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... That like, they're not fly. making fly shit like this. Before, but they'll try to sue you instead of work with you. Be, this is dumb shit. Before we wrap up, I got to ask you this. The uh, show that I saw the other day, T-Pain. Yeah. Was you on the first that. episode or the second? I'm on the third. I'm on episode three. I, I think, that's the I first think, one I saw. Yeah, I, I think it's only three episodes because I looked at it on, on demand. There's no fourth episode. Okay. So every episode is three people. Okay. And what network is that? Fuse TV. Fuse, did y'all gotta catch it, Corn. They come down yeah, there, T Pain, fuck with them. Yes, yeah, episode three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen that shit. I was, I was. It's T Pain show. Okay. So yeah, he I was, comes to Oakland. He's okay. interviewing me, and he's like interviewing me about the shoes. Showing like, him how to do shoes. And then I shit. teach him how to customize uh, one of the five fifty shoes. He does his in snake all snake skin. And okay. I was, uh, I was really. Um, Excited to see that. I was excited every time I see Oakland and Oakland culture. Yeah. Because, you know, like, yeah. and I and I, and I got to give you credit because I respect you for respecting the culture around here. You didn't even get it at first. You got here. Then you got comfortable. You got home. Yeah. You've seen this shit. It's a good feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I'm doing a whole class right now to teach Oakland kids how to do fashion. Yeah. Like, That's and dope. I'm teaching that for free. I'm paying. Like, not only am I teaching them for free, I'm feeding them for free. Yeah. Like, I spend $60 every fucking other Sunday to feed somebody else's kids and also teach them for free. Yeah, I respect you know that. I respect that. Because I want, the, the sad part is, like, our school system letting the kids down. Mm. Like, and, and, and one thing about black kids, we are naturally talented. Like, we are the Absolutely. culture. Like, you said in the beginning of this, we're the culture. Right. Like, like the way we dress right. is what these corporate companies come in right we are they the come cool. in here right now and we have never we have never fully taken advantage of controlling the cool because no, no. no matter how much power and money they have they never can influence the world the way we do it's just embedded in us they you know can. what I'm saying? Like, like, Motherfucker, like, he got his hat to the back. We just start doing that. We do it. And then they they created for that to happen. Right. You know? Yeah, and then they do it on the runway. I, I can't even like to. They look super cool with it. Yeah, they, but that's the thing. Like, like, and that's what happened. Like, within my last semester of school, I was like, I don't want to work for Nike. Right. I want to be Nike. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, on the show, Shout I Shout out said, to Dame Dash. Yeah, he was like, why? You know, T-Pain was like, you know, what, what made you... Want to go against the big rigs? Like I know I'm never gonna go against Nike. I'm a fucking independent designer. But at the same time, I don't want to be known as a customizer. Right. Because in the industry, they look at customizers like China, like we're bootleggers. Right. They don't. They don't give us that respect. I want my kids to be like, yo, my daddy, he's a shoe company. Right. Valedictorians that you see Steph Curry, all these other artists wear. My daddy designed those. He designed. CS 550s. That's my dad's shoe. And he nobody at. Let me tell you something else, because you could be a motherfucker that walk into these companies and then they help you through the process. He and did this shit. I did. He walked through the ask, process. One thing about me, I want something, I want it now. Right. Um, you're not telling me no. Yeah. Fuck the no shit. So I said, I'm going to do it myself. Nobody's ever going to tell me no. You know what I'm saying? When I went to Under Armour, I was looking at the way they dressed. They worked with They looked like they worked at Banana Republic. Right. They fucking shoelaces was laced to the top. Yeah, I yeah. said, they don't got no fucking swag. Do the corporate yeah. people all wear, like, when they wear jeans, they wear the button-up? Cor- nah, corporate now, 
they wear fucking jeans and like they might wear buttons. They wear a button up shirt, yeah. They, the shirt, the shirt that the presidents go, the, the outfit the presidents wear when it's a national catastrophe. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what they wear. <laughs> yeah, like the banana republic <laughs> pants, the chino pants, and a fucking gap shirt rolled up. Right. But no, that's how they that's how they was dressing at the yeah. Under Armour building, and they had on like the curry twos, hella tight. Like I just was like, this is I see the disconnect right now. Right. And this is the sad part. Like he said it, we control the cool. Absolutely. But at the same time, we always asking, yo, what can you do for me? Put your hand out, put your hand out. Fuck all of that shit. I didn't ask nobody. I Google my ass off. You know what hey, I'm saying? And like, I tell I everybody, Google store, is college. Hey, Google is your friend. Like I told you, my store, Google is your if friend. you look at my store, over $80,000 in a build out. Not one cent of that is from a bank. Right. No loans. Me and my brother, we did all this shit on our own. We didn't borrow no money from nobody. I took the money I made from Under Armour and used that to start my fucking shoe company. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't ask for no handouts. Anything I get made now, I pay to get that shit made. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need fucking Nike to give me a check. I don't need none of these companies. And the dope shit about what I'm doing, like my BB1s, everybody who has them shit, they'll wear them shit to sneaker con or wear them up to, in Manhattan, New York or whatever. And every time they want people like, yo, what shoes are those? Those are gorgeous. Right. How many people you know who got a no hype? Like nobody knows who the fuck I I don't am. know nobody that's making like, even a look, dope shoe. Look, like even me at 125,000 followers, people see that shoe. They don't know who FBCC is. There's a lot of people who don't know who I am. But when they see that shoe, they're like, even the 550, they're like, yo, those shoes are gorgeous. Who makes those? Like, sometimes I'm at the airport, old white people will be like, your sneakers are really nice. Whose shoes are those? I'm like, they're my shoes. And they look at me like I'm being a dickhead. No, they're fucking my shoes. Right. I designed them. Right. And they're like, you designed them? Like my backpacks. I'm making luxury backpacks. Motherfuckers nice. Mm-hmm. I had the fucking jetpack on the first one, the red one with the tan handles and shit. I'm walking through first class in the airport. This old white lady is like, excuse me, what bag? What, who made your bag? I said, I made it. She said, you made us. I'm the designer. She was like, well, what can I... She said, how much is it? And she had a real Louis Vuitton purse on. I know real Louis. Right. She had a real Louis purse on. She said, how much is your bag? I said, it's 350 She said, why are you selling it for so cheap? I said, listen, because I'm black and I want to make real quality, but I need people to see it first. Right. She said, this bag should be 1200 I said, I know that's what it should be. But if I come in and get trying to charge twelve hundred, I won't sell any. Right. But at three fifty, I can get them off all day. And she's like, "How can I buy one?" At this time, I only had the pre order. I said, "Do you got Instagram?" She said, "What's Instagram?" Now, mind you, I'm making this bag for black dudes in the hood. Right, this is right. An old white woman, right. and she's loving this bag. And I said, "You got Instagram?" She even know what Instagram was. I said, "She said, what's Instagram?" I said, "I said, uh, all right, you got. Let me get your phone and I and I put her." I went to her Google and I went to my website and I was like, here, you pre-order. I said, now you're not going to get it back for two months. She said, I don't care if I don't get it for a year. At $350, you're giving this away. And that old white lady had to be like 60 years old. She bought my bag and I knew I had something. Like, wow. I didn't even design this for white people. Right. Like, I had an old white lady, but she had a real Louis Vuitton bag and she knew quality and she seen my bag and my bag was so beautiful to her, she had to have it. Now, I want to get to your opinion on a couple things yeah. and then and before we wrap up. Okay. Because I just thought of, and this is right now, a random thought. Yeah. Thinking about your shoe, uh, chain reaction. Yeah. Two chains. Yeah. Hirachi inspired. No. I, uh, well, all right. So the chain reaction, I actually, when I seen it, I cracked jokes. And I was like, man, this shit look like it's stepping on another shoe. 
right? <laughs> and then I started like that shoe has nothing to do with two chains at all. To be honest, I'm a you know? it's not. It's not two chain shoe at all. That shoe was designed by actually a young black dude from New York. He's actually that. He's he's like 29 years old. I can't think of his name. Is like so, so, his last name is like Saliti. Oh, they got me fucked up, dude. The dude name is like fucking. <laughs> his, his name is like Ben Saliti, and I'm not fucking his name up. But it's a young black dude, and I believe he's from New York. He's the head of Versace Footwear. When I seen who he was, he's black and he's a face. I brought three pairs of them shits, nine hundred dollars each. But I was like, this is major. He's not even getting a Virgil love. He's a real designer. Virgil, not a real designer. Virgil, I had, I saw him in an interview say he's a uh, like. Angles guy, an yeah. architect or some shit. Yeah, like yeah, that's that. what he would. Well, well, to be honest, yeah. Tinker Hatfield's an architect. He's not a shoe designer. Okay. All most shoe designers didn't go to school for shoe design. They went for architecture. Okay. But Virgil is not a designer because Virgil really doesn't design. He steals. Everything. And that's the next thing. I'm glad you yeah. said that. I want you to say that real fast before we get out of here. To yeah. Virgil, do you think that that's part of Kanye's yep. heavy heart? I think that's what's wrong. For real, look, Kanye loves fashion so much. That's what's wrong with him. Virgil is the head of Louis Vuitton. You see that lighter? Virgin is the head of Louis Vuitton right now, and it's killing him because they interned. Yeah, 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 they yeah, did yeah, all that yeah. shit together. And you remember he flashed on Sway yeah. and all that shit. Sway said, "Do it yourself, right?" Right. And he, he said, oh, I, I, "The factories." And next thing you know, he got a factory in Wyoming after the meltdown. Yeah, he doesn't have a factory in Wyoming. Well, well, you know, fictional. he's trying to he's he's trying to build a, a little a little joint, but. But so, all right, so from the dude from Versace, um, he designed that shoe. You know, he used, like, the, the, the necklace to do the bottom, right? And after he designed it, they was like, oh, what can we do for marketing? Oh, let's put two chains apart.